podcast. Podcast. Hey guys, uh, welcome to episode three of our podcast. I'm Carl, and that devilishly handsome chap over there is Dan. Good evening. Uh, this week we'll be recapping on some of our thoughts on the upcoming PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Um, we'll also have two new features that will be continuing in most episodes to follow. More on them later. But without further ado, let's start our magical journey together with our first topic. New Generation Gaming. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> oh, comic pauses are so funny. So yeah, um, first off, let's let's just get E3 out of the way. I know it happened a good bit ago, but Sony won. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone can uh, dispute that, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I watched it. Uh, to be fair, I didn't actually know when it was on. I just got home one day and it said, right, E3's starting in like 15 minutes. So downloaded the player and, and watched it live. And yeah, it was really, really underwhelming to the point where I was just like, what? Like, is, is this your big selling point? You know? A few games that no one's ever heard of and one that's not even remotely interesting. It really, it really, really seemed that they literally said, all right, these are all the list of things that people don't want, so let's do that. Yeah. And then uh, on top of, you know, so Sony previously on, on their on their first reveal before E3, um, they showed you some, a few games, uh, showed you the controller. Didn't show the console, but... Uh, to me, uh, that didn't bother me that much because I'm not buying it for what it looks like. I want to see what it can do. Um, and you know, they showed off this nice social aspects, um, like where you can what you can watch your friends play a game and you can comment on it. And uh, I think that will come in handy for people that get stuck on games. Yeah, kind of like a live stream, like an RSS sort of thing yeah. that pops uh, up and says "Go left here" or whatever. Basically, like a game of fact where they, they actually released a video. Um, not long after E3, where it was obviously it was all acting um, and whatnot, but oh yeah, you had a guy who was stuck on a specific level, and then his friend sent him a message saying, uh, "This is how you do it. Watch, watch my video." So he watched it, learned how to do it, and then he, he could progress in the game, and that was quite cool. Obviously, I don't think it will be as seamless as that, but you know, it, it's there. And the power of Gaiki, which is the streaming service that the Sony are using, I, I think could be something quite impressive but as long as it's a, a voluntary service I mean something you can just turn on and off you know I sort of do I do like getting sort of stuck on little puzzles and stuff and if someone I knew just popped up and said oh just press that one there I'll be like well for god's yeah. sake so I, I think it will be I think it will be um, you'll, you'll be able to turn it off I don't think it will be mandatory I think it will basically be the same as whether you choose to be online or not uh, yeah, it'd be like sort of backseat driving, wouldn't it? Base, sort of, yeah. Just someone keep coming up going, huh, noob, huh, huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't believe you got killed there. Uh. It, it's quite, in, um, it's very very similar uh, to the, the Wii U has a, like a Miiverse um, and people can go on and they can talk to each other and, uh, you know, I'm stuck on this on this game or I'm stuck on this level, etc. And if you happen to look at any of those, they're all really friendly and they're all really helpful. I don't I think MMOs are as well. Uh, well, yeah, that's what I'm, um, they're very different to your World of Warcrafts and even the likes of DC Universe. They're all very different to the, what it'll be like 
on the PS, both PS4 and Xbox One, in a sense, yeah. they will help you. They will show you how to do this, and you know, if they can, they can swap armors and whatnot. And uh, I mean, you you helped me through a lot of missions on DC Universe, uh, and I've actually had people just ask me to join a group and go and do a mission with them. Whereas the likes of people that will be using the social service um, aspect on the PS4 are going to be the likes of people like you've just said. Where it's going, ah, noob, ah, frags your nan. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I, I think there needs to be a balance of whether it's helpful or whether it's just annoying. Um, but obviously we'll, we'll, we'll see when that when we actually get hands-on to use it. But yeah, Microsoft just seemed to say, you know, you've seen all that. We saw how much the public really enjoyed the PlayStation unveiling before E3. And we're going to go on E3 before Sony. And there's yeah. absolutely nothing you want. But it kind of makes it a bit worse, though, because you've sort of got to come up and set the stage, and then whoever's on after you, they, you know, they can make sort of like last-minute alterations. Well, that's the, th- the thing is, though, they didn't take anything away from the from the original PlayStation, uh, from well, the original PlayStation 4 reveal prior to E3. They didn't take any of the good points away and improve on them. They literally said, "Oh, fuck it." <laughs> it's kind of like they just had the, this whole thing in mind, and then. They just went, well, that's fine if you want to do that, but we're going to stick to how we're doing it. And yet, Sony have just sort of like, especially like after the whole, um, you know, oh, you can't trade your games, is, you know, all your mates and everything. Games. I mean, <laughs> so people went mental about that that Sony thought that they just had the, the just the right to just go, well, fine, we'll we'll take the piss out of this then if that's the case. Exactly. And, you know, we'll we'll do a little trailer with just like the head guys just sort of saying, you want to, you want to trade a game with the PS4? This is how you do it. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, that's just hand it over. And yeah, it's just like that's how stupid you are right now that we can come on and do this. It just doesn't make any sense. No. So to sort of see what they had to offer initially, and then that's that's your brainstorming time there to go right. Okay, this is what they're doing right now. What we need to do is try and think of a way that we can either equal or better that. But <laughs> it's like they went to see it and then just sort of went, oh yeah, it's lovely, and then just got on with the rest of the day. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the exact opposite of what sense. Sony did because obviously Sony saw the big fuck up that, Ma- that Microsoft did at E3 and they they come out they they undercut them uh, like by like a hundred pound or oh, dollars if American undercut the price and then they they like say they they literally took the piss and said you know you can't trade a game on a on Xbox One but if you want to do it on PS4 this is how you do it and they literally just exchanged hands and that was it. Um, yeah, it obviously it's just so in your face and cocky just to say that this is how stupid you are and everyone knows it except for you apparently. Exactly, that, that's the biggest problem because obviously all the stuff that Sony did at the other uh, reveal, Microsoft had months and months and months to play off that. And <laughs> take every- it's just sort of like you know when you're at school and you go, oh yeah, I've got that dissertation. I've got like six months to do that. Forget about it. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my god, I've got a week to go and I haven't done anything on it. Yeah, what the fuck am I meant to do? And they just sort of botched it together and threw a car on the stage and said, this is what it's going to be. I'm, like, I'm sorry, but it was a beautiful car. I like my cars. Don't get me wrong. Car pops up when you're sort of demonstrating as to a video game. Right? Don't show exactly what you're showing to the real thing. Unless because that's controller obviously it's not going to look as good, is it? Because that's real and that's computer generated. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't even say that it looked... If they'd have just shown that on the screen, then you'd be like, well, that looks pretty good, that. looks all right. You know, it looks really quite realistic. But to stick it next to a real car, you're just like, well, that's not really how it works. 
you know, we can't sort of replicate an entire uh, game just using things that look exactly like real cars. Well, no, because, because what, if, what if instead of, uh, I think it's Forza, I think that was four. I can't remember now. It was, yeah. What if instead of Forza they showed, they showed Dead Rising 3? Would they have all those zombies on stage <laughs> eating people? That would have been more interesting, to be fair, because I really don't give a, a flying fuck about Forza. Or World of Tanks. World of fucking... It's like, how ridiculously old is that game? And that's that's not a selling point for a system. If you want to put it on later down the line, or even at launch, just don't make a big deal out of it. Well, I, they say that they got, like, 50 million players and blah, blah, blah. I was always under the impression that World of Tanks was just, like, one of those banner ads that popped up and said, do you want to fight his tanks? And everyone goes, no, not really. Yeah. Click here to, away, to yeah. win an iPad. Yeah, and you've got to sign up for it and stuff, and you're just like, wait, in the back of my mind, I know this is some sort of scam somewhere along the line. Yeah. But then for them to come forward and say, we're so happy to announce this and, you know, sort of mix the gamers and stuff. And it's just like, how much sort of diversity can you really have with that? 300 tanks? Fine. You're still in the tank now, aren't you? <laughs> That's, I mean, I like knocking about in a tank, you know, battlefield and stuff. Um, <laughs> on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, but how long would it take before you just go, I wish I could get out of this fucking tank now, run around with a few mines or whatever. I, I'm literally just reserved to the tank. And that was one of the first things that they mentioned, say that they're going to link this in. I mean, if it had been something like World of Warcraft, I'd have been like, flipping heck, right. That's. I mean, they did it kind of with Minecraft, didn't they? And they, I think they really nailed it there because loads of people have clicked onto the, the Xbox Minecraft and, you know, really, really like it. Obviously, it's not as good as the PC one for the mods and stuff. But for a console, if you haven't got a very good PC or your internet's terrible or whatever, it's a really good, um, you know, kind of step between them. It but, is. But I... Well, tanks, my God. Even Regardless, World of Tanks could be amazing. I've never played it. I can't comment on whether it's a good game or not, but it doesn't interest me. But... Regardless whether it's World of, World of Tanks, World of Warcraft, Minecraft, that's not, quote, next generation gaming. That's, that's cool. I can go and buy that. I've got Minecraft on my phone. You know, yeah. it, that's, I, I'm not going to go and shell out like 400 quid for Minecraft. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, I don't play World of Warcraft, but even if I did, I wouldn't buy um, the next step in consoles for World of Warcraft. And I especially ain't going to do a fucking World of Tanks. Well, yeah, I mean, it is literally just a case of, like, well, you like World of Tanks, so now you can play that on the Xbox. So they're basically just trying to get all these people to buy an Xbox just because they like to play World of Tanks. Yeah. I mean, and that's not enough to spend people to quit on. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how it works, but how, how many of those 50 million people are still playing World of, World of Tanks? I don't know. I mean, There's I don't know what sort of statistics, but is that just how many people have made a membership? Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know if it works that way or not, so... Um, so I'll, I'll I'll leave that because obviously I don't want to get that hugely wrong. But then you know the 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 games themselves they they don't really appeal to me on the Xbox. And yeah, the same thing can be said about PS4. There's not a massive amount of games. I mean, like stuff like like the Order uh, that looks absolutely brilliant. But I know for a fact that in the future, upcoming whether it's upcoming months, upcoming years, regardless, Sony has the better exclusives. You've got definite. Like ten out of tens from the likes of uh, Naughty Dog, who obviously made Uncharted and Last of Us, etc. Um, and even to the degree where you know you're using your PS3 to play Jack and Daxter. I like Jack and Daxter a lot, and I'd love to see PS4 Jack and Daxter because it, it could look br- like not breathtaking in the sense of Last of Us, but 
Um, bright and colourful, and I, I, I'm a big fan of Killzone. I much prefer Killzone to Halo. It, it's not even in the same category. Do you know what I mean? I mean, like Halos, is, I still can't get like I don't like the multiplayer on it at all. Like I gave up after Halo Two for the multiplayer yeah. just for how pathetic people are on it. Um, but Killzone Four is just so much more intense, and you just constantly shit in your pants because you just like. I know I'm not going to last more than a couple of minutes yeah. because someone is just going to blow me away, and you can't really sort of camp in it and stuff because there's you know big drones flying about and people have got really cool uh, like um, I'm trying to remember what it was now, but it was like these little medical drones that fly around and there was like beacons. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you couldn't really sort of sit in one place for long without someone destroying you, and it was just a case of a few bullets. I mean, similar in the you know the sort of Call of Duty style of things where. You only need to get shot a couple of times and you're out. And I think that's best because it keeps it more fast-paced. Yeah. Whereas with Halo, you, you've got to empty an entire clip into someone just to get the shields offline. And then you've got to run at them and stab them or, you know, stick a grenade on them or something. It's not even just multiplayer, though. It's, it, the single-player games, Killzone versus Halo, I find Halo so boring. Halo Combat Evolved and Halo 2 were brilliant. I've, I've, I brought Halo Reach on the day it came out. And I, I swear... To this day, I'm lit, I'm like 20 minutes, half an hour in. I just got bored, turned off, <laughs> never touched it again. But then that, that's another, that's Sony's unch- uh, Sony's Uncharted, Sony's exclusives, Uncharted, you know, brilliant. Uh, Last of Us, Jack and Daxter, um, Little Big Planet. They're all hugely, you know, I mean, obviously Jack and Daxter, they're very similar platform games on other consoles, but other than the likes of Mario, Jack and Daxter just really, really is up there with some of the best. And yeah. I can't actually think of a platformer on Xbox that compares to Jack and Daxter. I can't think of a game that compares to Uncharted or The Last of Us or uh, no. Heavy Rain. The only thing I'd be able to say would be Tomb Raider, but obviously that was multi-platform, but it's just because I have it on the Xbox. Yeah. I just think that was an amazing Xbox game, and I was just then, you sort of like, wait a minute, no, it's just an amazing game. Like, it wasn't, they didn't come up with it. No, it's not their game. Um, yeah, but that means I, I genuinely try and struggle to think about what they've released that hasn't also come out on something else. Well, and um, I can't think of anything. It's all very well saying, you know, that, Here's a car, and it looks pretty impressive compared to the real car. This is Forza. All right, yeah, it did look very good. But if you put two TVs side by side and hide the consoles and you play Gran Turismo and Forza, I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah. the, no, I mean, all you can do is make them a little bit faster. Uh, sorry, a little bit faster. <laughs> um, you know, you can make the, the graphics a little bit better. You know, the lighting's better. The, how the, the car's handled and the traction and all that sort of stuff. That'll be improved, and you know, but the, the things like Project Gotham Racing and stuff like that had like this whole kudos system. I mean, can't, in Forza, can't you like go back in time or something? Like, if I you fuck up on a corner, you can like reverse time and try it again. I, it's just stuff I like mean, that. It's just I, like what? Prince of Forza. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, Prince of Forza. But Gran Turismo at least trying and sticks to its roots and just saying it's like a driving simulator. You crash. To try and keep crash. it as true Fix your car. As, as we can. Yeah. So I mean, if you drive on a track in the game. It's basically the exact same track that you drive on in real life. So all the corners are exactly the same and everything. So, that's so I, I, I won't be buying Gran Turismo. Um, if somebody buys it for me, then I'll give it a blast. But I ain't going to buy it. If I'm going to buy a racing game, it's going to be like uh, something like MotorStorm, where you know it looked stupidly good and it was dead fun as well, and like just tanking through deserts on on ice and whatnot. But it wasn't as silly. 
as say Mario Kart. I mean, I, my all my games, I've got a lot of games, and um, when we, we've spoke about this before. At least someone has a racing game, um, whether it's Grand Turismo, whether it's Forza, whether it's Colin McRae, whether it's Dirt, whatever. I own Mario Kart Wii and Cars 2 movie. Uh, yeah. I racing games. I, I, I tell, I, sorry, I tell I have Motorstorm as well, but, you know, they're not proper racing games. Um, but I, I honestly can't think of... I mean, if you go through Microsoft's exclusives, you've got Halo, um, Fable, Forza, um, Gears of War. That's really about it. You've obviously got the others, like Project Gotham, etc. But, you know, if I've got Gears of War, why do I want Halo? There's, yeah. there's no real diversity, and where Sony at least pushing out things like um, Heavy Rain, other than Fahrenheit, obviously, which was on um, the Xbox, X2 which was Xbox. Yeah, amazing. You know, they're they're Sony exclusive now, and there's nothing like Heavy Rain on 360, and obviously you've got Beyond Two Souls, which is out soon. And these are things that you can't get on anything else. And yeah, there's a there's a split divide. You either like it or you don't like it. Personally, I love yep. it. I, I think Heavy Rain was amazing. Yeah. Um, stuff like Shadow of the Colossus and Ico, they're so absolutely stunning games that, you know, I mean, obviously, Shadow of the, uh, Ico you can get on um, PS2, obviously, but there's really nothing like it on 360, and from the looks of what we've seen, there's not going to be anything like it on Xbox One. And I, I mean, at the moment, I do, I do play my PS3 a lot more than my 360, but... That's, that's not because I don't like the 360. I just prefer my exclusives for for the PS3. They're yep. much more intuitive. The personally, I think the exclusives are actually better looking than the Xbox exclusives. But that's more so again because there's no diversity on 360. You got certain games, and then you basically got clones of those games, which nine times ten aren't as good. But I mean obviously there's a lot of Halo fans and when they showed Halo five everyone went crazy. Um, I mean w- when we was watching it the the uh, Xbox One reveal um and you got the bit with the desert and the guys walking through and he's hooded up. And I said yep. to you, I said that, that this'll be Halo five and then obviously he took his helmet off and uh, he took the that big monster thing blew the the what the fucking hell did his hood <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the monster thing blew his hood off and revealed it was Master Chief. And, you know, everyone went crazy, but it's like, Caleb, I don't give a fuck. And it's not the even thing is, a, though, I, a I, the actual um, The actual trailer, I didn't like. I mean, Walking Through the Desert does look fine. Sand graphics, Uncharted 3 did it really well. Don't yes. need to go into that too much. But if he was in his suit, in his power suit, why the fuck did he need a hood? Yeah. Other than to have it whipped back to reveal him as, oh my god, it's Master Chief. It's not. He was in a power suit. What the? F- why does he need that for a bit of extra warmth? Yeah, you could understand if there was like masses of, uh, not so much people, but there was masses of crowds, and he wanted to stay hidden. He was in the yeah. desert. There was nobody there. <laughs> yeah, I genuinely don't get it. Other than they, they thought it might just seem a bit more dramatic. Yeah, and that's actually all it is. I think with the, the sort of the batshit craziness that people went through, it kind of worked. Oh, yeah, it did. Don't get me wrong, it worked. I, I don't see it like that. I really don't. I just see it as, why the fuck was he wearing that? Yeah. Like, if he'd, if he'd have taken it off, like, if his hood had blown down, it's just a guy, and you're like, oh, God, I don't know what's going on here. And then, like, he dug a helmet out of the sand or something and then stuck it on his head, and you're like, oh, my God, that was him. That would have that would have made more sense, because he's like, well, he needs the hood to get all the sand out of his eyes. Yeah. But he was looking for his suit or whatever. That would make sense for him to walk around like in the middle of the desert with a cloak on, but 
just so they could have him take it off and just go, oh, look, quick, everyone, it's Halo. Pay attention to this because we've got nothing else that's decent on. <laughs> you so should have done the uh, work in the mic for him. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, but no, there's... I don't know, I mean, you say about the, um, the exclusive thing, I mean, I'm literally just looking at a list of the PS3 and then Xbox 360 exclusives, like, not cross, you know, literally just what was released on them. Yeah. And there's not, apart from uh, Demon's Souls, um, you know, God of War, Infamous, Killzone, Little Big Planet, um... At Motorstorm, the one you've, uh, the one you've got, um, you know, the PlayStation Move and, uh, you know, all the eye stuff that goes with it. Yeah. Um, Last of Us, obviously, uh, Time Crisis, oh, we've got the Time Crisis on there, of course. Um, all the Uncharted's, um, Yakuza, never even played that. But there's, other than that, there's just a lot of sort of gen, oh, and Metal Gear 4 and stuff. Yeah. Um, there's, there's just a load of sort of like, kind of Japanese sounding ones, ones that I don't think I'd really be into. And Resistance, of course, Resistance. Well, there's, I mean, you've got stuff like, um, uh, I'll come back to that one because I can't actually remember what it's called. Uh, well, I remember what it's called, but I can't remember who made it. But stuff like Nino Kuni. Such, ah, uh, if, if you haven't played Nino Kuni, I suggest you go and buy it now because it's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Level Five made it, um, and it's it's hand drawn by a company called Studio Ghibli, who do films like My Neighbor Totoro, um, Kiki's Delivery Service, and stuff. They're stunning Japanese animes that I I love. Um, yeah, I'm actually watching some today, if I'm honest. Um, but Nino Kuni is is PS3 exclusive. Um, it's an RPG, but it's all done in real time, and it's it's such a stunning, stunning game. Uh, it's all hand drawn. It's, it's it it looks like an a, a, a actual Japanese anime. It looks like you're playing a film, um, and it, it's funny and it's heartwarming and it's just absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. And then I, I, I reviewed um, a similar game recently uh, called Time and Eternity. And that's hand-drawn. Um, that's also PS3 exclusive. And, uh, it's, again, it's a Japanese anime-looking type of game. But it's a bag of wang. Um, <laughs> it was really, really poor. Uh, a lot of good ideas on it, but regardless of that, it, it, was, it was, was bad. Um, it wasn't the worst game I've ever played, but it wasn't. It was nowhere near as good as Nino Kuni. But I defy anyone to find a game... On any other platform, whether it's Xbox or Wii or Wii U or PC or Game Boy, etc. Game Boy, DS, even. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's nothing like Nino Kuni. It's just phenomenal, and that's the type of thing I want. I, I tell a lie, actually, thinking about it. There is actually a DS version of the uh, game, but it's all done. I think it's done using. Uh, there's a character in it called Drippy. Um, I think it's all done using like spells from his book. I've not actually played that version, but um, Xbox has got nothing like it. And yeah. like I say, that's the kind of thing I want coming forward. And the fact that so many are literally urging developers saying like, do whatever you want, and we'll get it as long as it's obviously um, not full of bugs and glitches, and it's not offensive to people. We'll we'll put it out. We're going to see a lot more of these type of games. And that, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, if I'm honest. Whereas yeah. Microsoft, I know, I know, we actually sound like we're proper hating the Microsoft 
with this. Well, no, I mean, I'm trying to be as sort of objective as I can, but I mean, I'm looking through their list of exclusives that, you know, it's all been put together by someone impartially, I assume. Mm. But I'm, I'm looking through, and quite frankly, there's only a few that I, I know of, and then a f- even fewer that I've actually played, like yeah. Bullet Witch. I bought that, I mean, when was that released? 2006-ish it was. Um, I, I bought that, and it was just the worst game I'd ever played. Yeah. I mean, on the level of Bayonetta, because I fucking hate Bayonetta. It's just that sort of like, Same I just ha- don't get how they work these games. Like, the stories on them just don't make any sense. See, I'll argue that. I, I don't hate Bayonetta. Um, I prefer it to, say, like the new Devil May Cry. But no, both of them. I can't stand them. They're just, they're just completely nonsensical. I mean, I think that's probably why people like it, because it's just crazy over-the-top action, See, but I don't want that. I really don't. If it was cheaper, say they release... I mean, I know there's still obviously a big budget for these type of games, but I wouldn't be happy with paying £40 plus for the likes of Bayonetta or uh, Devil May Cry. Um, I mean, I bought Devil May Cry 1 and 2 uh, on the PS2 uh, when they come out, and I loved them. They were brilliant. But uh, a few years ago, I don't know what I was reading, but I was reading something, and the original Devil May Cry was actually, originally... Resident Evil 4 <laughs> um, and they started and they made it and they decided to change the whole survivor horror thing but it was too fast paced um, and then they decided to chuck in like juggling combos and um, yeah see all that I just don't like that like, well, yeah but can you imagine um, I mean I love Resident Evil 4 it's such a good game but if, <laughs> if that had turned out to be Devil May Cry as much as I enjoyed it back um, I mean, I was, I was pretty young when Devil May Cry came out. Uh, well, I say pretty young, I was in my teens. Like, um, I'd have been very, very unhappy if that had been Resident Evil 4. Because that was that would have been appalling. To go from Nemesis to that would have been, no. Or just would not have been happy. Um, but no, everyone's saying now, obviously, Microsoft have gone back on the whole DRM thing. Um, everyone's happy. You know, all the people that said, oh, I'm never going to get one. They're now going to get one because, you know, Microsoft are good again. Um, I personally am not buying it. I won't get an Xbox One for a good while. Um, not because I hate it, but A, there's no games that I particularly want for it at the moment. And B, uh, I mean, like I'm, a, I'm a father now. I, I can't just go spending money willy-nilly. Um, I'll be getting a PS4 and uh, my partner Zoe, she, she actually wants a Wii U. So that will be our new generation of gaming to the time being if they stick with the no DRM thing that they were going on about then I might pick up an Xbox One further down the line but up to now uh, I, won't, I won't be getting one um, like I say mainly it's because of the there's no games that I want and if I'm buying I don't want to buy an Xbox One to watch my TV <laughs> my TV does that you know yeah. it's, it's the whole yeah, but you know you can you don't need to use your remote. I don't care. I'll use my remote. It's much quicker. My tablet changes my TV. I've got my tablets hooked up to uh, my TV, my PC, um, my surround sound, my iPod dock. It's connected to everything, and I can do control everything with my tablet. But I don't because it's quicker to just use the remote. <laughs> There's no point. For like the first week or so, um, that was all I did, and it was like. Oh, I'll see what else, what else is on. I'm like, oh, I'll do that. Thank you very much. And get the old tablet out, <laughs> flick through and whatnot. But, you know, it's not hard for me to go input HDMI to done. <laughs> like, I don't want yeah. Xbox 
HDMI 2. And I actually can't because there's only one input, isn't there? Which would yeah. be for your cable slash Virgin slash Sky slash UView, whatever box you've got connected. I don't care about any of that. You know, my TV does that already. Yeah, I think they're fine as sort of like, kind of your, like your standard luxury features now. And it's just like, well, obviously it will do all this. And people go, well, yeah, fair enough, don't need it to, but whatever. Don't try and sell it on that, though. It doesn't, that's not, doesn't do it. That's it not the point. I mean, the Connect 2 is like now a standard feature, and you have to buy that with it. And it won't, I don't know if it's to, it won't work unless it's connected. But it's certainly, you, when you buy it, you buy that with it. It's not an option anymore. And, um, I mean, I bought the Connect when it came out. Uh, not on the day, but probably within the week. Um, haven't used it really. <laughs> um, I sort of used it for voice commands for TV and stuff, and you know, sort of like with Connect Adventures, you play it once or twice if there's people around, maybe if you're lucky. The Dance Central one, I think that's probably the best thing for it. Any other sort of like the Keep Fit or dance games, um, I think they are really, really good for. Well, Only time. if you've got a dance studio to play it in, though. Because if you play it in an apartment, it's not going to happen. No. Gonna happen. I, I mean, I agree. I mean, I, I like stuff like Dance Central and Just Dance. And, um, not, I'm not a big fan of Zumba. But, um, no, but for the fitness nuts, you know, it's like the uh, Nike one as well, you know. And they work really well. But, other than the fact that you have to hold something, there's no real difference to the, to the Wii version. And for the price of a Kinect, you could buy a Wii. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, obviously... The the connect versions are better technically, but um, yeah, but I still disconnected mine because the whatever was happening on the TV uh, was either drowning out my own voice, so the voice commands weren't working, or because there was dialogue that was happening on the TV show or whatever, um, it would just start doing stuff off it because it would think it wouldn't be able to differentiate between your voice and what was happening in the background because obviously it has to be next to it, so. It's, it really doesn't um, bode well the fact that you now have to have it and it has to be connected. I, mean, I think they have, uh, I'm pretty sure they have now worked out these kinks that it can differentiate between your command and something that's picked up on the TV. But I honestly don't give a fuck about Connect. It's, it's a gimmick. I mean, it's a gimmick that works well and out of the three, I mean, you obviously got Wii. Um, PlayStation Move and Connect. PlayStation Move is the most pinpoint accurate of the three, but it also looks like a dildo. Yeah. I don't really want people looking through my living room and seeing me waving around a dildo. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, you know, they're all gimmicks that if I want to sit and play a game, I want to sit and play a game. I don't want to be forced to stand up and, you know, have to move around. <laughs> I do enough moving around. I just want to sit down and play a game and... Even the stuff like Mass Effect that uses voice commands and works really well. I don't want to do that. I just want to press it on the controller. It's easy. Well, yeah, I think I think they sort of like with Mass Effect Three. I I get the impression that they sort of they built it in, but they didn't really care about it. Yeah. It's just like we're not gonna, you know, we're gonna make our game, and we'll sort of have that as an option. So if you want to say the conversation choice, it's up to you. But it's usually quicker and easier, and it works every time if you just select it with a thumbstick and press exactly. A. Exactly. It's, it's it's more as daft as it sounds. It's more natural. It's more natural. Yeah, absolutely, it. it is. You just sort of flick and press rather than going. And what do you think, Doctor? And then it's just like, oh, I don't recognise that. It's like, oh, for God's sake! Right, there's my immersion gone straight away. It's exactly. Like you sort of you use your controller without really thinking about it. It's just yeah. sort of like you're you're concentrating on what's happening on the screen. You're not thinking about what the controller's doing. 
Because like, you know, that's just, you know... When you're playing a game, I've done it many a time, and only playing fucking Mario or something, and you'll die, and first thing you do is go, fucking jump, Mario, fuck's sake. <laughs> so, you know, you say it anyway, <laughs> you may as well say it, but it just doesn't feel right, and it's the same with mobile gaming. If ever I play a racing game or anything on my phone, first thing I do is go into the settings and see if I can take the motion control off and yeah. just have a, a virtual thumbstick or arrows or something because it makes it so much fucking easier. It really does. I mean, I don't think at any point except really... Actually, except like, except Super Monkey Ball. That works a lot better with the gyroscope. I don't know. I never got that. Oh, it was really good. I actually had it on the GameCube and it was dead fun on that. And then obviously it came out on um, the Apple app, uh, app Store and on the Android market. Um, I think it's on the Android market anyway. It could be. No, I think it's just because, like, with a thumbstick, you know roughly where you've got to go. You've got between its sort of standing position, and then like half a like well, like a centimeter to the right. That's that's the limit. But when you're using a gyroscope on a phone, you're just like, oh god, am I going to undershoot this corner? Like, or you just turn it too far and you just go into a tree. Or it doesn't go anywhere. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've just got like sort of no. You haven't really got an idea as to where the sort of the... the there are a few games at work, if I'm honest. Uh, I can't think of many, to be fair. I know this is totally off um, topic, but... Um, oh, what's it called? Oh, I'm going to have to have a look on my phone now, because I've totally forgot what it's called. Um, but it does work quite well with controls. And then, if if you... Uh, dead trigger, sorry. Um, worked quite well with the on-screen um, touch controls. But... If I I synced um, the gamepad to my phone, so uh, it actually plays yeah. even better. I've got a feeling I've downloaded that. What's that one? Is that the zombie one? Yeah, yeah, de- yeah. No, you've had Dead Trigger. It's the zombie one. First person zombie. Oh shit, that one. Oh god, yeah, I love that. that no, I still that. use the um, the the gyroscope on that. It's mint. See, I don't use gyroscope on it. I use the touch controls. Um, but oh wait, 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 wait. No, no, I've got. It's like the left hand side of the screen is left and right. Yeah. And then the right side of shift. Yeah, no, no, sorry, that's how I've got it set up. Um, but, yeah, like, that's how I've got it set up. So the left-hand side of the screen is move, right is fire. Yeah. Um, especially when you get all the weapons and stuff. That minigun, my God. It's a really good game. Um, it is, I love it. It's manageable with the on-screen controls, but after syncing my gamepad to it, uh, it, it makes it even better because it feels a lot more natural. Um, same yeah. with GTA Vice City. Um, I've got that on my Note 2. And that plays really well. Uh, driving could be better, but once you sync your gamepad to it, it plays just like the PS2 version, and it actually looks slightly better because they have upscaled the graphics a little bit. True, but maybe that's just because we're of a generation where a controller has always been needed. Like, yeah, I actually know. feel more natural with a controller in your hand rather than waving your arms about. But for kids these days, you know, maybe I... the Kinect is a bit more easy to use. There'll be people that buy it and people that love it, but. At the end of the day, for me, if if I mean they have, there's been very hit and miss. Yes, connects mandatory. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It is for some things. They have actually come out and said, you've got to have connect. I'm going to assume that because it comes with um, the Xbox One, that it is going to be mandatory. And and if that is the case, then I really really don't care. Um, there there are reports that originally. The PlayStation I did come with the PS4, but to make the undercut happen, they had to take the camera out, which makes sense. 
Well, yeah, because for the for the exact reason that not everyone wants to use it, not every game can be well, implemented. That, it. But um, without the PlayStation Eye, the uh, sensor bar thing on the PS4 controller, the like you know the, the LED strip that changes colour and stuff, yep. that, that does nothing without the PlayStation Eye. So you've basically just got an LED on the front of the controller for no reason. But that's fine, because that's still an option. If people go, well, I want more out of this than just having, you know, just playing it as it is, I want oh, yeah. to have the touch thing, then they've still got the option to go out and buy it. So, I mean, it might take it to sort of the price of buying the Xbox well, One. It's still or, cheaper. It's only like 60 quid anyway. Oh, is it? Oh, well, there you go. So, I mean, it's, but it's still an option, rather yeah. than saying, well, you've got to buy it. There's no way around it. You've got to buy it. It's the same as the... Um the actual layout of the dashboard on the 360, where games are... I mean, obviously, they've gone up again, but they, was, they did put it last. Yeah, that really annoyed me, that apps did. Apps and films and stuff. Yeah, it's all very well and good having them on there, but it's a gaming console. It's not a Netflix player. It's not a music streamer. It's a games console that also does these things. And yeah, I think they are sort of forgetting the roots. They say, oh, yeah, we're all gamers. We, you know, we all play games. It's like, really? Do you? Are they on an Xbox? Is that what you're thinking of? <laughs> we all play games. We love our PS3s. <laughs> yeah, we've all got PCs. Um, um, it's, it's something that Nintendo have been slammed for. That they brought the Wii U out. Uh, it was too late. This is what the Wii should have been. Um, because it's the first of the 8th gen console uh, generation. But as soon as PS4 and Xbox One come out, it's literally the bottom of the pile. And it's exactly how it was with the PS3, 360 and Wii. In the sense of PS3 and 360 absolutely obliterated the Wii in terms of specs. Um, it wasn't even HD for fuck's sake. Yeah, but not in sales though. Um, no, it absolutely obliterated um, PS3 and 360. But yeah, you couldn't get them for well, up to a probably, I'd say, a year after its release. Still yeah. couldn't get them. UK supermarket Asda, um, they've actually stopped selling Wii U's because they have too many left in stock. So they've actually took them off. You can still buy them off the Asda Direct website, but you can't go in store and buy them. Because right. they haven't sold ne- ne- nearly as much as they thought they would. Which, you know, that's not a great sign of things to come. But Nintendo did come out and say, this is for the hardcore gamer. We are going to bring out games that you want. But we're also going to be bringing out, you know, like the party games and stuff that uh, people who bought the Wii was enjoying. Um so you basically got the best of both worlds, and I think games like uh, no Zombie uh, U that look, I think that looked brilliant. It wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, but it was still pretty fun. And obviously, you got the new Legend of Zelda game, um, Wind Waker HD remake, which looks fucking mint. I love Zelda, and there's actually going to be a new Pokemon game on the Wii U. So yeah, but this is still it's still sort of flogging a dead horse. So it's just like, well, people like Zelda, people like Pokemon, people like Mario. They still play them, so we'll keep making games of those. And but the originality is sort of just disappearing slightly. Same time, we just sort of rehashing they, the same things. They they did the innovation thing. They came out with the Wii, and that worked. And now the Wii U isn't going as well. They they haven't got any other choice but to bring out the the big guns that they know are going to sell. They know they're going to sell a lot of units when um, new Super Mario Bros. Uh, U comes out, um, when the new Pokemon game comes out, when the new Zelda comes out. They know they're going to shift a lot of units that way. Um, might not be enough to put them at the top because let's face it, regardless of whether it's Xbox One or PS4, 
the Wii U isn't going to outsell them. It's going to be either one of the two, and then Wii U, um, and that, that's just how it's going to be for the rest of the, the rest of this generation. Um, they they've already shot themselves in the foot by coming out. They came out too late in the last generation, and they've come out too early in this generation because they literally came out there. Eighth generation console was the same specs as the last generation. <laughs> it's yeah, but that's what they've done. That's what exactly what they've done again there. Yeah, and they literally duplicated it. And you know they had that head start, but they didn't sell many units. And you know it's at a time um, before the 180 from Microsoft. I had a feeling the Xbox One was going to go very very similar way. Uh, maybe even similar to the Dreamcast, where you know they come out, they revealed all this stuff. Everyone was hyped as fuck about the Dreamcast. I was so excited. I actually loved my Dreamcast, and it came out. They sold shitloads of units, and then the PS2 come out and literally killed it. <laughs> literally shot it dead in the head. And I, I had a sneaky feeling that the Xbox One was going to go down a similar route. Um, since the whole DRM thing's come about, and they said no, actually. We're going to take it off. You can't trade games. You can't do this. You can't do that. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, Microsoft, brilliant again. But to me, that literally says, like a week or so before, they said, no, we're not going to change your mind. You're going to see we are right, and you're going to enjoy it. And then like a week later, they said, actually, no, fuck it. Sorry. You can you can change your games, actually. We'll, we'll change our minds. It doesn't matter. And that, that, doesn't, that doesn't say that you're happy and you believe in your product. That says, actually, I think we've shit up a bit here. You know, we'll best change this. And then they've literally sunk into it. And there's, other than the games, there's no difference now between PS4 and Xbox One. And like like I said previously, me personally, I know a lot of people disagree, but personally, Sony has the better exclusives. And if it literally comes down to just the games, then Sony will piss all over them. Yeah. I mean, I've always been a 360 fan. I mean, me and you have had God knows how many arguments over, you know, the, the sort of benefits of a 360 over a PS3 and the other way around. And, you know, I still use my, obviously apart from Last of Us and Uncharted and stuff, which have yeah. come out, and I've, I've obviously had to get. Um, other than that, I mean, but it, it's sort of, it's a bit annoying because it sort of means that I don't get to play sort of like Killzone 3 anymore because it's just like I'm never on the PS3, so I don't use it. So I never really use it. But... When you're, you know, when you've spent so much money with one company and say, yeah, I'll buy your console, I'll buy your accessories and your games and your DLC and I'll accept all your stupid updates and, yeah, I'll let you change my dashboard around without giving me the opportunity to do that at all. If I could just get rid of those films and music and all that, just get rid of all of that off there and just have games, recommended games, DLC for what you've got, add-ons for what you've got and here's some stuff you may be interested in. Yeah. That would be perfect. And then if you want to use it for your music and whatever, then you can change it. Have it like, you know, that you can alter your home screen on your your mobile phone or whatever. Yeah, you can do That's all. If I can do it, um, I mean, I know, I mean, me and Dan, we've both got Galaxy Note 2s and I'm incredibly impressed. When, when I got this, I was, I, I mean, I, I'd gone from an iPhone 4 to this and such a big jump personally but if I can do I know I know it's a power it is a powerful phone and it's quite cool all that shit but if I can change my home screens around on my phone then why can't I do it on my 360 <laughs> yeah it's Definitely. not insanely hard to think about is it no it's it's 
It's battling. And I mean, I know you could say, yeah, but you can't do it on the PS3. You don't need to. <laughs> it, doesn't, well, it doesn't force me into that shit. Yeah, it's just sort of like, well, here's just all the options. And then you just choose as to what you go into and what you don't. Like, well, it's not saying, well, here's what's on today and here's what's on today. It's just like, no, you've got to go and find it if you want it. You know, if you want to look into the home store and see what's going on, then go into the store. That's fine. It's there. But with the Xbox, it's just like, oh, look, look at all these football highlights. And he's like, what? Like, with the internet, Facebook and stuff coming up saying, um, right, you live in Manchester. Um, here's, here's these things that are going on in Manchester. It's like, when did I tell you that? Other than you just reading my sort of preferential details, whatever. Like, so why is it coming up with stupid things like football highlights or look what Rihanna's up to? Yeah. And like, all this sort of stuff. And it's like, sorry, I have no interest in any of that. So why is that on my, my first thing that pops up? Why is it that? Like, why isn't it something to do with what I want it to be with? Yeah, why isn't it that I've put in, I've put in Gears of War to play? Why isn't it that it's popping up and saying, actually, there's some new Gears of War maps if you want to download them? Or, you know, this... this, Make it relevant. This is the last game you played. Um, Dan's playing this at the moment, if you want to stick that back on. All right, then. (laughs) I'll do that. Not tell me shit about, like you said, about Rihanna. I don't even like Rihanna. You know, it's not even stuff relevant. If they come up and said, oh, this is what Coed and Cambria are up to, I might pay a bit more attention because I actually like her even Cambria I mm. actually don't give a fine fuck about Rihanna and I especially don't want her on my TV when I'm up trying to play a game yeah and it's like either make it relevant or do what Sony did and just don't do it yeah and just say you've just got access to whatever the console can do there is actually um, what's new on the PlayStation's um, cross media bar thing but you have to go to it to see it it doesn't so unless you've already unless you've turned it off left on that. It doesn't start on that because it starts up on the thing you've already you've left it on, which for me is always game. Um, but if I want to see what's new in the world of PlayStation, I have to go and find that bit, and then it'll tell me. It doesn't force it on me. Yeah, but that's fine. That's exactly how it should be. It's like <laughs> if you want to go and watch Netflix, go and watch Netflix. We're not going to throw adverts up and have little love film adverts that just start playing um, film soundtracks stuff, like, if you just accidentally click onto it by mistake. I just think it's just, like, because they're trying to make it an entertainment system rather than a gaming console, and then they've got the balls to go outside, like, oh, sorry, onto the like the E3 stage and go, it's still all about the games. It's like, no, it's not. One of your big things was this whole NFL thing, or NBA, or whatever it was. So you've got this huge sports yeah. deal. Like, that's not about games, is it? Like, don't come out and say it's just... If, it, if they said, we're calling it an Xbox One because it's now going to all-encompass everything, so it's going to be it's going to be music, it's going to be your films, it will still have games on it, then you go, well, fair enough, I won't get it because I'm not into that sort of stuff. The thing- but because they still want it to appeal to the people who already buy an Xbox 360 for games, then they've got to say it's still all about the games, when clearly it's got nothing to do with it anymore. They- the games that they do show are terrible. They, they, they say... Like, like, you, like you just said, that it, you know, it's an all-in-one, it does this and it does that. But it doesn't, because in order for it to function as a TV tuner, you need to already have, or, per, or purchase after, a TV subscription service like Sky or Virgin or UView, etc. So already, it's not an all-in-one, because it doesn't do it without an additional box. 
Mm. And most people who have got a fairly up-to-date TV, a HD TV, which is what you'd assume people would buy or already have. Well, no, you have to. They're going to be getting a. It hasn't got an. It hasn't got a. Oh yes, yeah, it's only got HDMI, HD. isn't it? Yeah. Only HD. Well, there you go. So, I mean, you'd need a certain class of television to even be able to play it on. And most TVs that would have a HDMI port in have already got an internet connection, which means they can already get free view and like free television channels and Netflix and YouTube and that sort of stuff on. I mean, like mine. Anything app-wise that my Xbox can do, my TV can do. So it's a, it's, it's literally the case of whichever's on. If I if I'm on the Xbox and I want to watch Netflix or YouTube or whatever, I'll use the Xbox. If that's not on, I'll do it on the TV. So that's that's fine. But I wouldn't choose one over the other. It's just literally the convenience of whichever yeah. one's on first. If but, I sat in my chair and there's I don't know. Uh, we're both, me and I are both very big fans of the YouTube series, Two Best Friends. And yeah. if I sat in my chair, and I think, oh, actually, they're going to be putting a new episode on today, I'm not going to get off my chair and turn either my Xbox or my PlayStation on, or even my TV, or my PC, because I can just watch it on my phone, and I haven't got to move, I haven't got to do anything, <laughs> it's just there. Bit YouTube. I do watch an awful lot of YouTube on my phone, just lying in bed. Exactly, because it's convenience. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could watch it upstairs. That, I can watch that's it. Still, though, that's not something to sell a brand new console that people are going to be spending, yeah. you know, four hundred pounds on. It, you, you can't just go, well, this can you can watch your Netflix and stuff on it. You go, well, I can already do that. Most phones can do that. Tablets can do that. You've got an iPad, you can do that. So, you know, what are you? What, what's the exclusive about it? What's so brand new that you think that I should spend this much money on the Connect Two? Fine, I'm what? sure it's better than the last one. I didn't use it because it was just really annoying me. So I disconnected it. But apparently now if I disconnect it, what? I mean, I, that's assuming you can. I don't know if it's just sort of like wired into yeah, it. Yeah, you'll be able to disconnect it. Least, yeah, yeah. At least but still, it would it would come up with all sorts of warnings. Say, right, you can't do this if you haven't got it plugged in. You can't do this, you can't do this. But yeah, no, I mean, you, you can't really just have um, the, the sort of the games that came out and they were like, oh, look at this, look at, look at Halo. That's our big exclusive. No gameplay. Nothing about that. It's just a guy walking through the desert. Fair enough, it's Master Chief. Look nice, but it's not, you know, it's not sort of groundbreaking. Um, and then there was Metal Gear. That was a big one. That showed gameplay footage. That showed how good it looked, what you could what? do, how good everyone looked. But it's, it's not exclusive. Yeah, it's multi-fun. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, well, yeah, it looks fine. And you've managed to show it before Sony have. But <laughs> so what? I can also go and buy it in the PS3. Which I PS4, sorry, which I will do oh, because I'm used to brilliant. playing Metal Gear on the PS4. But it's on PS3 and 360 as well, and the actual footage that they showed at E3 was taken from a PS3 and 360. What? <laughs> the, right, so they're not even showing it on their own device. That's fantastic. The the PS4 slash Xbox One trailer for Metal Gear Solid hasn't been done yet. That's all compiled from current gen software, right. hardware. Sorry. Did Sony show it? Because I didn't actually... No, no they didn't it. show it. Yeah. They didn't? No. Right, so they... they well, that's good. That's For good. one, they just say, well, they've already seen what it can do. Obviously, they know we can get it on the PS4, so it doesn't really matter. We don't have to show it. But then it also means that they say, we don't want to show it as, as it is now. We want to show it how it will be. Yeah. So if they come forward and say, well, this is how it will look on the PS4, and you go, oh, my God, that looks ten times better, then, again, they've just fucked themselves. But because they didn't have anything else other than Halo 5... What I've got Sony showed uh, a good chunk of Destiny, and they had three people playing it, 
and it was it was brilliant. But they didn't really show any gameplay stuff. They showed people playing uh, Rome, whatever that was, um, the Roman thing. And I was um, because oh, Callum couldn't watch the, um, the the live stream when, when it was out. I <laughs> basically commented it to him on the phone. Um, so I was talking through it about the whole Halo thing and all that. And when the I can't I honestly can't remember what it's called now, but it's like Rome something or Roman Warrior, whatever the hell it's called. But they, they were starting to show this and say, right, here's someone playing this game, and this is how good everything looks. And they did this thing, and they were like running up the beach. It's kind of like Saving Private Ryan, but you know, with Romans, which is a little bit strange. And you know, there was like fireballs flying over and ships like being dragged up onto the beach and stuff, and it looked great. And I was like, oh my god, this looks really, really good. And then this Roman that you're playing as starts attacking this guy, and he does a couple of moves on him, and then it's quick time. And I was like, oh, what? And it was literally all quick time combat. And it's just so, so cheap and so easy. I mean, anything that uses quick time events or quick time buttons, you know, saying press X now to do a finisher or whatever, it's just it's just too cheap and it's just too simple. That's probably one of the things I didn't like about Tomb Raider. I think, just, I think it depends on the game. Um, something like Heavy Rain, I don't think would work otherwise. No, but I mean, that's just that's not like press Y to do a super combo. That's just like move the yeah. right stick a tiny amount to open the fridge. And it's just like these delicate little movements you've got to do to sort of interact with the environment, yeah. not just to progress with the actual story. A lot of them did seem very... Um, even something to the point of um, The Last of Us, where it'll come up on the screen when, you, when your torch is going, so you need to hit the controller with your hand to like make them not the batteries, basically. Yeah, or the generators. Yeah, things like that. And then you've but got, that's uh, such a small element, though, like to the point where you can just sort of forget about it happening. No, yeah, because it, it all feels very natural and fluid. Um, and going back to heavy rain, like with the shaving, and when you've got to shape the controller to dry your hair when you've come out of the shower and stuff, that's fine. Uh, it it seems very natural. And a lot of the stuff at the beginning of the game was actually li- basically little mini games to get you to grips with the controls, which that's fine. But this, when I watched it afterwards, that I did bored me silly that. The Rome game, and mm. you know that's. I mean, wh- I can't even remember when Fahrenheit came out. Um, oh, I was that was still. It must have been about two thousand four, two thousand five. Something like that, yeah. Um, that did quick time events. It was like you had Shenmue on the Dreamcast, and later you had Fahrenheit on the, X- the original Xbox. Um, they were like the first proper pioneer quick time events and now we're in the 8th generation of gaming and that's what the show in E3 no it's no not for me <laughs> no I mean that's that's kind of why I've lost interest in it it's just because they've come out and they've shown games that you're going to be able to I'm not sure if Dead Rising 3 is just for Xbox One yeah. I'd assume yeah. it would be yeah, yeah I'd, I'd assume it was because they were like this is the world exclusive blah 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 which which looked fine but the, the, I mean, I didn't play Dead Rising two, but the reason I played Dead Rising one and the reason I bought it was because it was fun, and yeah. you know, like, yeah, fuck it, I'll just get a massive umbrella and just run through a massive pile of zombies. It's great. You could go into like the into a clothes department, stick a bra on, stick a wig, yeah, just on. stick a thing on your head, and you just run around and power. shoot yeah. people with a like a Nerf gun. Yeah, I think it's just fun. It was just like it's people dying, but you know what? It's like. 10,000 zombies and you know, go crazy. People being eaten by zombies, but maybe I'll have a giggle while I'm here. 
No. Yeah, and then Dead Rising 2 came out, and it was a bit more serious, you know, and it was sort of like, well, he's got a daughter, so you've got to, you know, sort of try and take care of his daughter. So it was bringing a sort of like a serious element into it. And then when I saw the trailer for Dead Rising 3, it's just like, what have they done? It's just gone all nitty-gritty, you know, and it's just like, it doesn't seem to be any sort of like humorous element to it at all. It's just some guy, loads of zombies around. And he just looked, it looked kind of, um, kind of like Walking Dead kind of thing. You know, it's just like, yeah. just in the middle of the night, and he was just trying to survive. Kind of Last of Us sort of thing going on. But, obviously, with not the same sort of story, I'd imagine. But that sort of, like, that crazy element of it, of just like, oh, there's 10,000 zombies and you've got a chainsaw, go. That just seems to have disappeared now. And I've just got, I'm not interested in it anymore. It's just like when, you, when you've got a franchise that's kind of already pretty well established and then you decide you're just going to change everything about it. I mean, I've only gone off that trailer that I've seen. It might, you know, it might be sort of a bit funny, yeah, and, you know, a bit dark humour. How it looks like... Um, these are the graphics you can expect, but there was no. If there wasn't a a, um, like a title that said Dead Rising Three. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have been able I to call it. Get Dead no. Rising Three. Not at all. Never in a million years. It just looks generic zombie survival, dark. Everyone's trying to kill you, sort of thing. Mm. And that, yeah, it, it just didn't spring out at all. Um, Forza, yeah, it looked fine as a as a cars driving about. Again, nothing new. It's nothing original. Um, then there was uh, what was it called Project Spark. Project Spark, yeah, where you yeah you create now that games. looked more interesting to me than anything else that they did show. However, all it reminded me of was Black and White and Black and White Two. Um, you know, kind of God creator, um, you know, controlling little people and fighting people in Black and White Two, and Spore in in the fact that yes. you know you're sort yeah. of like creating from the ground up from. Well, obviously, Spore is just so in-depth when you, you know, go from a single-cell organism all the way up to sort of like a massive space-faring um, culture. But, you know, in the way that you could terraform, um, you know, alter planets, alter the sky and the grass colour and the water and pop trees down and make ecosystems yourself and all that. And that was... I, I remember seeing the initial sort of, like, launch trailers for, for Spore when I was in school, and I got that in 2008. Eight, I want to say, or 2000... Yeah, it must have been 2008. That's when I got Spore. Like, literally, I like, pre-ordered it months before it came out because I was so excited for it. And it was everything I wanted it to be. And it was absolutely amazing. So, although that was really interesting, what they were showing, it wasn't anything new. Again, it, you know, and they did uh, Dust as well, from Dust, sorry, um, on the Xbox... Uh, it might have been Xbox Arcade, I think it was. But that was a similar sort of guard mode, changing the, the landscape to... to well, that sorry? was a lot more, like, populous. Yeah, oh, pop... Oh, my God, populous. Well, the, that was the, amazing. The Spark, um, I, I think, I, I could be wrong, it's more you make it how you want and you basically make your own game. Um, I remember watching, when I watched the video afterwards, they basically made Angry Birds using Project Spark. Yeah. But that, I don't like that idea. I don't but, like the idea that you create your own adversity. Basically, that that just reminded me of Little Big Planet, but more in depth. Yeah, I, I don't know. I it, bought Little Big Planet when it came out. It was fine. It's a bit of fun, but I love Little much. Big Planet. I've got I've got one and two. I've, I've got it on uh, obviously PS3. I've got it on PSP. Uh, I've got a little sack boy right now sat on the desk. <laughs> it's little big Little Big Planet. Brilliant at the time. And then Project Spark literally just seems to be the net, the Xbox equivalent, it, like eight years late of Little Big Planet, and that literally says to me, 
well, what's Little Big Planet going to be like on PS4? Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the things people have made and still making on the universe, um, well, community, sorry, Little Big Planet is it's just insane. They're making, they've made films. Um, yeah, but this is making a community map, though, for everyone else to have a look at and go, wow, this is really good, this. But mm. that is just a case of, right, here's your village, um, here's your people, who do you want to fight, right, where do you want them to go, right, okay, and now they'll start attacking you. It's just like, what? I don't want to. I don't want to know what's going to happen. Like, you, you know, I want sort of like command and conquer. I want to be able to build up my own shit, and then all of a sudden, oh my god, where do these where do these people come from? And then just, I don't want to know what's going to happen before. It's, I want to be able to play against people who are, you, you know, obviously the people who make these sort of like, um, like RTS games, and yeah. you know, they're really clever and they really know what they're doing, and they know the game obviously a lot better than anyone who's going to play it because they've helped create it. So they're the ones that you're sort of up against rather than yourself or your mates where it's just sort of there's going to be a whole sort of undercurrent of predictability to it to say well I know there's someone over there so I know they're going to come for me but yeah I mean the sort of then to, to mix in a load of sort of like kind of god mode terraforming stuff in with it as well that they're, they're talking about it like it's something that no one's ever thought of before yeah and if they'd have done this ten years ago I'd be behind them and be like yeah that's amazing I can't believe you've thought of something like this but the fact that there's so much stuff that already exists, I mean, like Black and White 2, that, I mean, I, I love Black and White 1, but quite probably a, an unpopular sort of thing, but I think 2 is better than 1. I really do. I think it's just so much better. Um, they've kind of just narrowed it down to what it needs to be, and you, you sort of crack on with, you know, looking after your people rather than having a bazillion crazy powers. And that that sort of nailed it for me. And if they did a, do another one, great, I'll, I'll, you know, be there to buy it. But I don't want a new adaptation of that sort of whole creation type yeah. thing when th there's just not really going to be as much of a challenge to it. I mean, again, we're, we're obviously only speculating about this, but this is what they've chosen to show everyone. This is th them saying, this is how this game's going to be, this is what it's going to do. And they're talking about it like it's this revolution. And it's not. It, it's, it's things I've seen before. I mean, I've just listed about three things that it's similar to. <laughs> so it, it's not like reinventing a genre or in creating a new one. It's just sort of picking from other bits and pieces and then just making it into an Xbox One game. I mean, it's almost like the sort of clutching at straws to say, what can we show it, it, it to could, say that... It could be really, really good. Uh, and we could be doing another podcast and literally saying, like, Project Spark, that's looking amazing. But Absolutely. But I can't see it. Does it, it doesn't... It could happen. Um, won't for me. No, but I mean, the thing is, though, like, these sort of trailers and pre-release keynote stuff and all that that's to say this is like we're going to show you all the best elements of this yeah but if that was the best elements of it to say that look you can make your own game it's like well like you just said little big planet you can do that you can make your own environment well there's loads of games you can do that yeah so you know that's that's not really anything new tell us what you can do on it that you can't do on anything else or what you've created specially for it and if they did, I genuinely can't remember it. So it couldn't have been anything too fantastic. Not too anything too memorable. But moving on from uh, Project Spark, one thing that did interest me a lot more uh, wasn't even a next generation uh, game at all. It was a game on the PS3, uh, and that was Murdered Soul Suspect, which had yeah kind of like film noir type feeling to it. You had the guy who was talking um, third person um, about how he. You know, he'd never even been in a fight and stuff, and then you see him getting thrown from a window. And then when he stands up, his cigarette's bent, and you see a guy standing over another guy, and he's about to kill him, and he goes to stop him. And when the shots are fired, they actually go through him, 
um, when the camera pans, it, it shows you he's actually the guy on the floor. And then you can't. Yeah, so he's shooting the guy on the floor, and it's actually him. He's stood up, he's getting shot with like these weird sort of time bullet things. Yeah, it's it, it all really interesting. Um, there are actually a few gameplay videos up. I haven't actually watched them yet. Um, but obviously, the guy is actually dead. Um, and I think from the gist of from what I have seen, a lot of the mechanics are going to revolve around him as a ghost trying to figure out the obvious murder crime um, and piece back together of who did it, why they did it. Yeah. I think you can actually possess people, um, and you can you can go through walls and a lot a lot of different things that obviously wouldn't normally be in a. I mean, the only real detective game that I can think of would obviously be L.A. Noir. Obviously, you couldn't go through walls or possess people on L.A. Noir. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of like um, what's it called, like Legacy of Kane and psyops and stuff, when you could like yeah. mind control, yeah, and just go, you know, just charging them into. Enemies and stuff is great. Even Dishonored, actually, um, you could if you, if you chose to, you could harness the power to possess people. I mean, it starts off um, you can possess cool. rats, um, and then as you improve that ability, you can in, you can possess like larger animals like dogs and stuff. And then the yeah. top one is people. So if one of your assassination targets, um, obviously, is I don't know, they're, they're in a room with a balcony. If you can get in. Uh, and possess them, you could actually just walk out, jump off the balcony, dead, and then it transports back to you, mission done, everyone thinks it's suicide. And that, that, yeah. that was really, really um, fun. You know what you could do on um, like The Force Unleashed, when you just do a Jedi mind trick and they just go crazy yeah. and just all throw themselves straight off the bridge? Well, they, they did a similar thing uh, a good few years ago with Knights of the Old Republic, uh, I think it's the second one, and there's a guy just standing by a bridge. Uh, oh, yeah. And you can just and he's uh, getting hassled by a load of guys. Yeah, and you can either take all his money, like you can either how how can I ever repay you or whatever it says. Um, one of the choices is give me all your money and jump off the bridge or whatever. Um, and if you've got enough, uh, if your ability is enough for that, then you'll just be like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea, and just jump straight. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> That's really good. But no, it looks really good. But, obviously, it's a PS3 game. Um, I know Sony are going to be supporting the PS3, as Microsoft are with the 360 for a good while. Um, I mean, the PS2's only just stopped being developed for, which is pretty impressive, really, for a console. Um, so, Well, yeah, it's so old, yeah. Um, so, I, I do think we'll see a lot more, probably not as high budget as the likes of The Last of Us and Uncharted, but... Uh, I think the main, the last big budget game for PS3, I think, will be um, Beyond Two Souls, which is obviously by the people who yeah, made heavy I do like the look quantum of theory. Um, but th- there is a game that was shown at um, E3 called The Puppeteer. That looked really, really good. Again, PS3. Um, but in all fairness, yeah. looking at the lists from what we were shown, we we made that yeah. we actually talked about this before the podcast and. Xbox One has a lot more exclusives on paper, um, but a good chunk of them, uh, you've got a, a certain selection that are, are Connect based or like Zumba Party Fitness and uh, Connect Sports Rivals. And then obviously you've got Halo 5, Forza, Dead Rising. Yeah. Uh, Rabbids Invasion, I really don't give a fuck. Um, no, not in the slightest. And. Killer Instincts, which everyone's gone mental over. And I, I, I remember Killer Instinct on the SNES, and 
it's just a fighting game. And at the time, it was brilliant. It used that special uh, chip that made it like kind of look kind of 3D-ish. And back then, it was brilliant, but now it's just another fighting game. And the only thing that it's got going for it is it's a free-to-play game. So you'll be able to download it and play it for, for free and this and the other. But at the end, it's a fighting game. There's no... Looking at this list, there's no standout, brilliant game um, that you know looks kind of new. Um, yeah, I want originality. That's what I want. And looking at looking at the list side by side, I'd say bet even to be fair, even on the PS4, there's only real one standout game that looks tremendously different to things we've played, and that's probably the Order 1886, which is yeah. Steampunkish, so it's like old-fashioned, but with new, weird technology, and uh, it, it it looks it it looks like a kind of survival horror type game from the trailer, but it yeah. it also looks like something that's slightly different to the likes of um, Resident Evil or Silent Hill, um, etc. But even like I say, even then, uh, you got Deep Down, which looks really good, but I think it's going to be a very quick time event based affair. Drive Club, which is a racing game, and then Infamous and Killzone, which you know two brilliant franchises. But you know we've had a we've had a good selection of them already. And in all fairness, yeah. Killzone Shadowfall, I think it's the the full title, does look tremendously different to previous Killzone games. It's very bright, it's very bright, uh, vibrant, and uh, graphics don't look tremendous. But the only different game I'd say would be Knack, which it looked a very childlike game, but at the same time, it did look to be quite deep, and the, the mechanics that were that, that were shown did look very impressive. But obviously, until we actually get hands on with any of these, both PS4 and Xbox One games, it is yeah, it's all just speculation, really, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I mean, I could it could turn out that Dead Rising Three could be amazing, but uh, up to now, I'm not I'm not sold on it. And PS4, no, there's nothing that nothing that's been shown where you just think, wow. Yeah, that's definitely one to look out for. There's, there's and I mean, there's, there's only a, oh, go on. No, no, I was going to say it's just there's only so much stock you can actually put in a trailer these days. Yeah, it's like there's only so many times you can get deceived by a trailer where you just think, you know what, I'm not going to trust these anymore. I'm just going to wait. Yeah, exactly. See what's what. Um, I mean, I, I, all the games that were shown um, on 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 E3, but across across the board on for Nintendo, for Sony, and for Microsoft, I'm. I said three games, but there's probably more. But I'm really excited about The Order. That looks really, really good. Um, Killzone, I am a big Killzone fan, so I am looking forward to that. Um, and that's probably, it, in all fairness, for PS4 exclusives. Yeah. Um, Xbox One, I'm really not excited for anything at all. Uh, and then, obviously, Wii U. Um, Mario Kart looks fantastic. I'm a big Mario Kart fan. And the new yep. Mario Bros. look really, really good. And then that's literally it for exclusives. And then all the rest is stuff like Destiny and, and Watch Dogs. And uh, the Murder Soul Suspect, really look forward to that. But again, PS3. Uh, Puppeteer, yeah. PS3. Beyond Two Souls, PS3. There's nothing proper, proper grabbing me. Um, and I, I, I will be picking up a PS4. Quite interesting today. I, uh, I saw an article for a rumoured PS4... Vita bundle, and it was rumored to be like five hundred dollars, which you know was ridiculously good value for money. 
And if yeah. if Sony are going to be pushing this second screen, um, then that's the perfect way to go. I was looking at picking up a Vita anyway, so if you know if it comes about before I get my hands on a PS4, if I could grab a Vita and a PS4 together, then that would just be bang on, because uh, that's stupid value for money. You get like a 400 quid next-gen console, and you've got the most powerful handheld console available at the moment. All for under five hundred dollars. Uh, I'm not very smart with math, so I don't know what that would equate to in pounds. But I'm going to say it worked yeah. out about twenty quid for both. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but now it's I, I don't know what I don't know what the currency rate is for that. Uh, I should know. Um, I'm nearly. I don't uh, know. I'd say it's probably only about like four hundred and seventy quid, four hundred and sixty maybe. So you know, you're basically getting the Vita for like 70 quid um, I don't know how much yeah. Sony are going to lose on a bundle like that I think I think you can get a Vita for under 200 quid now I think so you know you're going to be saving either way but how true that rumour is I don't know I said from the beginning they should do a bundle but when you think of the numbers that's an awful lot of money they're going to lose I mean the Vita hasn't done stellar anyway um, they've already lost a good handsome amount of money on the Vita not so much as Sony, as yeah. Nintendo did with the 3DS on launch. I mean, 3DS did really poorly, but now it it, it has pulled it back really well. So I suppose it would all depend on how Sony markets such a such a bundle, really. Um, but yeah. I I don't know. I'm I'm dead set. I'm 100% getting a PS4. Um, Xbox One. I, really nothing interesting me at the moment. But at the same time, if somebody says, "Why are you going to get a PS4?" My biggest answer is Watch Dogs. And I could get Watch Dogs is going to be available on PS3 and 360 as well. Yeah, but anyone who knows anything about the game would just wait for it. Plus there's extra content if you wait for the... Yeah, uh, the Sony have, I think it's like an hour's extra content. So, you know, you get... It, yeah. If it's a 14-hour game, if you get it for... Uh, if you get the Sony version, well, the PlayStation version or something, you're getting, you're getting an additional hour's... Uh, gameplay, which I think is something they should developers should start doing. Um, I don't want to buy a game and have a code for an extra outfit. I, I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's if I want to change clothes while I'm playing a game, I'll just go and put a t-shirt on myself. You know. Yeah, it doesn't really make too much sense. No, uh, they did the. Um, it's something they've done with Battlefield Four. It's just like, oh, um, we're going to give you this free DLC pack, and it's like um, extra campaign missions, or whatever. And it's just like, well, why don't you just... Because, I mean, it's not going to be released for a while yet. Why don't you just put it into the game? Yeah. Why are they going to make it a downloadable extra? Like, just how about you just build it into the game and just give us additional, you know, single-player missions? Exactly. That, that, I hate DLC. It's pointless. I don't, I don't, I, I'd, back in the day, didn't go and buy GoldenEye, and then, you know, a couple of months later, they'd be releasing DLC packs. They just made the game and put it in the game. And that was it. Yeah. Of, and I, I, I said I, I say that I don't hate DLC. Some DLC, um, specifically fighting games, sometimes they can be quite good if you get an additional character. Um, Sony All Stars Battle Royale were up until this month releasing DLC characters on a on a quite a, on a heavy basis, but they, they have stopped now. But some games, it's a case of. Here's a new character, and it's not a new character; it's just a new mask of another character. They have all yeah, different costumes. 
uh, tax and all that malarkey. And that's pointless. That really, what a waste of developers' time as well as consumers' time. Some DLCs all right, like the um, Arkham City DLC. They they were quite good, but at the same time, there was no reason they couldn't put them into a game as they did later on, as the Batman Arkham City. Um, I can't remember what the net, what it's actually called, but it's like the Ultimate Edition, and it's got all the DLC and everything. And you know, yes. why not just release it like that anyway? Because what? Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, it's oh, like saying. you're saying that about like the additional characters. It's just reminded me of uh, Injustice. Um, have obviously got a whole extra range of uh, you know sort of superheroes and whatever that you can download. Guess who they've now added to the roster that you can download? Um, are we talking recent? Because I actually had one in mind. Yeah, fairly recent. Is it Scorpion from Mortal Kombat? It's bloody Scorpion. Yeah. Yep. Why? In a decent Why? game. The thing is, though... Why? They even worked with... Um, I can't remember his name now, but he actually worked. in. He, he's an artist for DC. And he redid Scorpion's costume. Um, that's all very well and good, but... You know, there's no reason for him to be there. I mean, I actually think no. I don't know firsthand, so I could be I could be mistaken here. I think his entrance thing, for like how how he comes into this fight, he's literally about to kill Sub Zero or someone, and then he's transported into this fight between the DC giants, and it, it makes no sense at all. Um, I love Scorpion. No, it's just porting characters across to try and get a bit more sort of exposure and say look now Scorpion's in it as well so it's got to be good Ed Boone puts Scorpion into fucking everything and I I, I love Scorpion Scorpion's a great character but he's a great Mortal Kombat character and uh, I mean look at DC versus Mortal Kombat how well that went you know Marvel Marvel versus Street Fighter that was a brilliant game Um, Marvel versus Capcom and all them standout fighting game really really good DC versus Mortal Kombat not so much um, yeah the idea was there good idea same as Injustice the idea was there but you know you got a fight between Harley Quinn and Solomon Grundy yeah and they can just batter each other yeah there's, like without you know it just doesn't make any sense it was it was really I didn't even I didn't even bother with the full game I downloaded the demo I really didn't like it um, Matt played played it around with friends and thinking, well, you know, that was a demo, you know, it might not be 100% accurate to the actual game. And it is. It's it's full-on accurate. Bag of shit. Um, and I was genuinely yeah. excited about it. I really, really was. It just shows what people are actually doing with these kind of games where they sit there and they go, oh, what if we had a, a fighting game between Batman um, and Superman? And you go, actually, yeah, that could be really, really good. When it really, really wouldn't. <laughs> we've already got the comics and we've got the the films for that kind of thing in a sense of yeah. it's pretty unbelievable anyway um, Batman uh, we've had I mean we had this discussion on on episode one and you know long story short Batman has beaten Superman and he's done it numerous times but he shouldn't so when you have a fighting game where you know you can do juggling combos and you could actually beat Superman without Superman even getting a hit in it's, there's no need for it. It's not believable, no. and I know, I know it's it's not real anyway. Obviously, it's a game, and these are made up characters to start with. But 
at least with the comics and the um, the animated film Dark Knight Returns, at least there's an explanation behind these kind of things. Yet yeah, these games, Harley Quinn couldn't beat Superman. Catwoman couldn't be Superman. He couldn't be Batman, let alone. <laughs> yeah, no. It doesn't make sense that all of a sudden it's like, you want to take a kryptonite pill, so now I'm basically unstoppable. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's very similar to the first Arkham Asylum uh, game that was absolutely brilliant until the end, and the Joker's tanked up on Titan. No. <laughs> Just no. Yeah. Really? It sort of went a little bit crazy. Yeah, from uh, from start to the end was brilliant. The actual end, no, just no, yeah. <laughs> ruined it. But on that though, you know, um, obviously that was a pretty odd game. Injustice was turd. PS4, however, <laughs> I uh, going back to what we was originally saying. I I agree in the sense of people who have been paying attention to Watch Dogs, if, if they're smart, and if they can afford to, obviously, they're going to say, no, I'll get it on PS4, or I'll get it on Xbox One. I'm not going to get it on yeah. the current generation, because you're going to be missing out, really. And the actress Zoe actually said to me, she said, oh, uh, Watch Dogs is actually out on, on PS3. Um, I thought it was just for PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, so I, said, I said, no, it's basically it's out on everything. And she said, well, it makes more sense if we just get it on PS4 then. Which I was like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that means I'm getting on a PS4. <laughs> but... Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think this will be the last absolute multi-format game. I think there will be a lot more games that come out. I mean, GTA V is purely on uh, PS3 and Xbox 360. But I do think later down the line, they'll be like like they did with these HD remakes of games that have come out on um, PS3 and PS4 that were originally PS2 games, etc. I do think later down the line there will be a PS4, Xbox One version of GTA V. But it's... I, I mean, I, I'm a bit disheartened that GTA V comes out in the November. Uh, is it November? Um, oh, God. I'm sure it is. I don't know. I, I don't want it to be. <laughs> I want it to be a hell of a lot sooner than that. Yeah, I'm sure. It, it might be September, actually. Yeah, I think it's September. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> I I want it to be enough time for me to play it and enjoy it and then get a PS4 because, you know, if I've got GTA 5 to play and then there's a PS4 sat there, I'm going to be playing GTA 5 <laughs> and I feel I'm going to yeah. waste it all, especially if I pick up a Vita as well. You know, I've just dropped all that money and I'm playing my PS3. It doesn't really say a lot, really. But Watch Dogs, though, Watch Dogs looks brilliant. There's not a lot I could say bad about Watch Dogs, having not played it, but genuinely from what I've seen, and I've been watching a lot of gameplay videos, and obviously each time a new trailer comes out, it just looks such a well-thought-out game. And some of the things you can do are just insane, and the fact that you can hop in and out of people's games and mess with their game as they're playing through... You, like jumping and you can control the traffic lights and stuff. It just looks yeah, amazing. Yeah. And there's going to be a standalone app as well that you can download on your phone. So, you know, you can you can be doing stuff on your phone while you're on the bus or something. Um, and it, it, it affects someone's game. It, it absolutely it looks phenomenal. And I genuinely think if if you've got the fun if you haven't got the funds to do it, obviously buy it on 
360 or PS3, but if you can afford to, don't buy it. Don't buy it for them. Buy it for a next-gen console because you're going to get so much more out of it. And Metal, Metal Gear Solid, actually, that's um, on everything. But looking at the videos, it looks really good anyway on from what they're showing on PS3 and Xbox 360, but I can't even fathom how good it's going to look on the, um, the 8th generation. It's... It is actually mine yeah, to think really how far it's come. I actually paid Metal Gear Solid uh, the one uh, a few months ago, and it aged horribly, absolutely horribly. <laughs> Still really, really good to play, but I literally played that and thought, no, I'm going to have to pay Metal Gear Solid 4 <laughs> because it looks turd, and then put Metal Gear Solid 4 on, and that still looks amazing. After all. Yeah, but don't forget, there's like a whole section of Metal Gear where it's just like, oh wait, this is Metal Gear one again. That's true, but obviously it didn't quite capture the same essence as the first one did when it came out. <laughs> uh, yeah, same to you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, PS4, it pains me to say it, but there's not a whole lot of brilliant ex- like, exclusive at the moment. But I can honestly say there will be because of the likes of Naughty Dog, etc. The, the new Uncharted on, on PS4 is going to be sublime. Um, Last of Us sequel will obviously be PS4. Um, likes of Jack and Daxter that we mentioned earlier. These are games that are definitely going to happen um, and you know they're going to blow away. Unless Microsoft come up with some brilliant new IP. There's literally nothing that really arouses any kind of level of interest for me on Xbox One at the moment. I'd like to be proven wrong, and I'd like to be at a point where I'd actually go, oh, you know, I really wish I'd got an Xbox One and not a PS4. Yeah, because I don't know, with with what's already been announced and how things are going to look, I really can't see that happening. At the moment, I really, really can't, and this has been the only, uh, the current gen of PS3, etc. It's been the only generation where I've actually gone, I don't really care because I've got both. You know, I've got, I've got, I've got all of them. It doesn't really matter. Whereas obviously back in the day, um, I yeah, I I, I usually I usually had one or the other. Um, I, I was lucky enough to have a PS One and an N sixty four, and I, I had a Mega Drive and a SNES. But after that, yeah. I had just a Dreamcast, uh, and then I got a PS two, um, and then I got an Xbox. Um, and then I actually got GameCube after my Xbox, um, and I only had one or the other. Oh, I tell her I know I had, a, I had an Xbox and a GameCube at the same time, but it wasn't until a few years after I picked up another PS2 and uh, caught up with a few games I hadn't managed to get first time round. And like I say, this this current generation, I've just had them all. I've just gone and bought them all anyway, and this will be the first time in X amount of years that I can only have one because obviously I've got a mortgage I've got a son I've got kind of dog and mouths to feed and whatnot. Um, and I've, yeah. I've settled for a PS4 and like so down the line I will pick up an Xbox One providing there's something worth picking up for but at the moment picking up a PS4 purely based on you know Killzone and The Order uh, but more so on the fact that I know there's going to be a lot of AAA exclusives. Um, and the fact that at the moment I actually play my, my PS3 more than I play my 360. So 
on on yeah. that kind of sense it make it does make sense for me to carry on that tradition but um it's not to say I mean yeah. I'll, st- I'll still pay my three sixty um and I mean I, I got sent dishonored uh, for review and unfortunately it was on three sixty so but uh, <laughs> I mean, I was playing Dishonored a few weeks ago for like the 15th million time because it's a brilliant game. Um, and as we were saying yesterday, there's a there's a sale on at Steam at the moment that you was talking about. Well, yeah, that's finished, unfortunately. So that's it's now back up to 221 quid. However, I'd suggest you do pick up Dishonored because it's, it's amazing. It's such a good game. Really, really good game. Yeah. Um, I think you can still get the actual game itself for like fourteen ninety nine. So it's not yeah, too bad. That's, 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 I mean, it's not free, but you know. <laughs> but well, yeah. Um, like things like that are the only times I really pick up my Xbox now. Um, there's a few things obviously like Left for Dead, etc. But that's usually when people are around. I, I I haven't renewed my Xbox Live for for about a year now, really. I think the last time I was yeah. on Xbox Live was when me and you played Mass Effect 3. Um, and that was a good while ago. And it, it's just... I prefer the likes of Uncharted and Last of Us. Um, stuff like that. That They are AAA games. And they. I remember the first time I put Uncharted 2 on. Um, and at the, that, t- that same day I just had a new TV. And it was only like 32 inches, but it looked amazing. And that, it abs- the beginning bit with the um, with the train cart that's gone over and you're stuck in the mountain and stuff, that, that literally blew me away. It was amazing. And not one moment... Uh, oh, no, I tell a lie. I was going to say not one moment on my 360 did I have that. But I remember the first time I played Fallout, uh, Fallout 3, and the first time you come out of the vault and you look around and... Everything's dead bright because you've been underground. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. That was a that was a really good. Didn't blow me away, but I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Um, but it never. I was never like, wow, that looks phenomenal. I actually. I don't know. See, I had it on the PS. I had it on the PS3, and that's pretty much exactly like when you sort of pop out of the vault and just like, wow, look at the fucking. Like the glare, and it's just like you can't actually see because it's that crazy. I love it. It was. I mean, Fallout's a brilliant game, but I I actually bought New Vegas on PS3, even though I had Fallout 3 on uh, 360. And I'll be honest, I wasn't as impressed with New Vegas as I was with Fallout 3. But I, like I say, I've never had the moment on 360 that literally blew me away. Um, and made me stop playing just to take in what I was looking at. And like where I could say with Uncharted, I actually stopped playing just to look at the level of detail that was there. And I, w- I was very disappointed with Uncharted 3 in the sense that I never had that moment again. Um, but, you know, it was nice to have that moment. It was like back in the old days. I remember playing Super Mario 64 for the first time. Um, my uncle uh, went and bought a N64 the day it came out and we were sat around the telly um, the TV sorry um, my cousin and my uncle and it was phenomenal it was just like this is insane it's <laughs> this big massive open world dead bright dead vibrant Mario can double like you can bat flips you can do front flips and you can stomp and all that stuff yeah. amazing 
And that then really was my pinnacle moment where I thought, games are really awesome. <laughs> and I mean, I, I, like I said, I've been playing SNES and Mega Drive and I mean, well back to like the Amiga and Amstrad and stuff. And I never had the yeah. moment that literally blew my mind. And I'd say Mario 64 and Zelda, uh, Ocarina of Time and stuff like that, they really were fantastic moments in games and very rare now all games look pretty decent now but when you have something on the lines of Uncharted that you can't get on anything else uh, like we, we said before Tomb Raider is probably the closest thing the Xbox is going to get to an Uncharted and yeah, at, at the moment I'd say Tomb Raider has edged Uncharted in terms of graphics and gameplay and stuff but that's literally until the new Uncharted comes out because well, yeah. it's going to be phenomenal <laughs> You know, Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog do things with games that they might not be wholly original, but in terms of the way they deliver it, they, Naughty Dog can't be beaten. Naughty Dog are up there with Rockstar, and well, they're doing it right. That's what they're doing. I mean, like it's not as if they're just going, well, they're just making the same games again and again and again. It's like, well, they are, but they're learning from it, and then you're just so engrossed in it. Do you if, know what I mean? If you look at the the difference and the in terms of not in terms of gameplay on its own but on, in graphics and how things are executed from Uncharted 1 to Uncharted 3 and even up to The Last of Us that you can see that they've learned the little mistakes on each game and you know tightened them up or took them out completely and put something better in there instead and while Uncharted 3 was, I mean I, I still gave it a 10 out of 10 but it was nowhere near personally in it wasn't as good as Uncharted 2, other than the end of Uncharted 2, which was ridiculous. But um, it was... I just, I just didn't understand what was going on. Um, but anyway... Like with the crazy monsters, yeah. Yeah, you had the, the crystal thing. The I can't even remember what actually happened now, but you had the the, the villain, and he, he, turned, he had that stuff, and he turned dead stronger and whatnot. And it turned into, basically, the new Indiana Jones film. <laughs> yeah, it was the, uh, the. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's like this sap, but it was like explosive, but it made you immortal at the same time. Yeah. It's quite weird. You had to beat by shooting the blue sap shit, and it was. It took everything away that the game had led up to that point. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. It was brilliant expedition, it was brilliant, like searching for stuff, and shooting was really good, and the cover, and the stealth, and the story, and everything was tight and you know really up there with one of the best games I've ever played and then it got to that last section of the game where it just turned into something that could have been alright in another game but it, it didn't seem uncharted and uh, yeah, it was just like a standard boss battle it's just like yeah. do this to him so many times until he changes his attack and then you do this so many times until he changes his attack and then you do it again then he dies uh, it's just like well if he's immortal, then, you know, not having died in, like, some crazy way, but... <laughs> it was just... No, it ruined it. Um, but up to that point, absolutely fantastic game. And I I really enjoyed Uncharted 3, but it didn't have the same pizzazz that Uncharted 2 did. Um, and I'd say that was the only my only real flaw with the Uncharted series, is the fact that the, the expectations are so high... That even though it was still 
a really, really, really good game, you automatically assume that it's going to be ten times as good as the previous one. Um, the sequel to The Last of Us is going to get the same treatment in the fact that this is one of the best games of this entire generation. So the sequel is going to have be, you know, needs to be even better. Can't can't be as good. It needs yeah. to be better. And if it's not, even if it's still like a ten out of ten game, it's going to be a disappointment if it's not better. And that's just unfortunately how it how it actually goes with these kind of games. And that's my problem with Halo. They don't really get better. They stay the same. And that's good for people who love Halo. You know, Halo is a good game in its own right, but it's not good enough for me to say, you know, here's, here's some money, haven't it? I'll have an Xbox One for Halo 5. It's probably going to be exactly the same as 1 to 4. And I think the only time they actually did anything different really was ODST, and that was shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, don't, I, I honestly don't know. I can't say if someone says, why are you getting a PS4? Like I say, my answer is going to be Watchdogs, and it seems a really, really prevalent and stupid answer because I can get Watchdogs on PS3 or 360, but I want it on PS4. I don't want it on Xbox. Yeah, see, I'm I'm still about Beyond Two Souls. Like just watching the trailers for that, that is just if that's a sign of things to come. Like it's just like that's it's, that, that's PS3 though, isn't it? No, 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 but that's what I mean. Like, that, that's a sign of things to come. So, like, that's the end of the generation. And it's just like, what are they going to be making for the new one? And it's just like that, because nothing that Xbox have done that's sort of like their own exclusive um, looks as good as that. It doesn't look as interesting as that. And, I, yeah, it, I mean, I'd get one just to see what else they'd come up with. Because at the moment, like, whenever I see... Sony Computer Entertainment presents. I'm just like, this is going to be good. This is going to be really good, and it usually is. And I just can't like. I, I just don't get the same feeling. If I get something for the Xbox, it's something I usually could get for either. But for convenience' sake, I'll get it for the 360 yeah. or for gamer points. You know, whatever. Because obviously the trophy is not a PS uh, thing. No one really cares about. But the game score, you know, there's, there's sort of a certain element of pride that goes with that. Nerdy pride, granted, but yeah. still. Yeah. A sense of accomplishment. You can actually carry over your 360 uh, game points over to the Xbox One. Um, it's going to be beneficial yeah. for some people. Quite why, I don't know, because you can't play 360 games on your um, Xbox One. So I think it's literally there for people to gloat and say, you know, I've got 5 million uh, gamer points. Yay! Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my. It's just like well, all the digital content that I downloaded. Lost it. Hooray. Yay. <laughs> so I've got to keep my 360 anyway if I want to carry on playing Hitman. That's another thing that really, really annoyed me with Microsoft. Before the whole DRM thing came about that they said, you know, we're going to allow you to trade your games and stuff. They, they had a, a an email or a letter or something from a guy who, who obviously works in the army and he's based, he, he's in a submarine and he said, what about us people that, you know, we haven't got internet connections. How are we going to use an Xbox One without an internet connection that you've said is mandatory? Without an, Xbox, without an internet connection, it won't work. It needs an internet connection. How are we going to play an Xbox One? And Microsoft's reply was, well, we actually have a product um, to suit those needs. It's called an Xbox 360. And... That's not good. It's 
why should people in those it's not a grail tactic is it well no it's not only was it that's literally word pretty much word for word what they said um obviously that was a horrible thing to say and but what what got me the most was why should people in those circumstances have to settle for an Xbox 360 when people aren't sure can get an Xbox One that, that's supposedly ten times better than an Xbox 360? Why do they have to miss out just because they're underwater? Yeah, and like I've seen a few interviews where they're saying sort of like, what about if you're in a poor internet connection area or you don't have the internet or you know whatever? Like what 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 are they going to do? And they say we've already got something for that. It's called the 360. Yeah, and they were saying what? Well, so that's that's what you're telling your fans. Like, if, you, if you're if you not going to be able to use the Xbox One well enough, then just stick with the 360. And he went, yep. And they're like, right, okay, that's fine. But there was, so it's just like... I, I can't remember his name now, um, but he, uh, he worked for Microsoft. I think he's actually been fired. Dick, that's his name. Uh, Dick, yeah. <laughs> um, and they, he was asked the same question. And said, like, what about people in rural areas? Some places haven't even got internet. Um, some... Rural areas uh, have quite a slow to poor internet connection. And he said, why would I want to live there? And yeah, that's just not an answer. And in all fairness, a lot of, not just Microsoft, but Sony's fan bases as well, are young teen boys who haven't got a choice of where they live. <laughs> and for them to turn around and say, if you live in, a, in an area that has no internet or has you know, a very limited internet connection. Buy an Xbox. Deal with it. Buy just buy an Xbox 360. Or failing that, just buy an original Xbox. Or not have an Amiga. You know. Yeah. Basically, fault. any other console that's ever been released or <laughs> shall ever be released, apart from an Xbox One, because they'll all work and ours won't. Yeah. It's and they're literally saying, you know, if you if you want to buy a console. Stick with your 360, or if you must be part of the eighth gen, buy a PS4. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a, if you want an upgrade, just go on to someone else. Yeah, if you want an upgrade, just go for a different company altogether. You know, it's we don't mind because the people that are buying Xbox One all have brilliant internet connections, and people were agreeing and saying, well, you know, fuck it, I'll buy a PS4 then. So that's how you're going to be. And now they come out and said, you know what? <laughs> We're taking off all this DRM. Trade games, sell games, make love to games, do what you want. And then people are like, yeah, Microsoft are amazing. When they're not, because at any moment they can... No, it's just like, well, that should be a standard thing. It's not like a gift that no one else has provided you with. It's like they've kicked you in the balls, they've kicked you in the balls, they've kicked you in the balls, and then they help you up off the ground, and you go, oh, thanks, thanks a lot. <laughs> it's like, what? What are you on about? Why are you doing this? It's like, no one else has even thought about this as a business model. And yet you've <laughs> yeah. gone ahead and played the card, so everyone else goes, well, thank fuck, we didn't try that, my God. I mean, I know, I know and we, we said this earlier, um, saying that it doesn't seem like a very plausible business tactic, that it seems that they don't really believe in the product they originally made. And I know you're not a massive fan of Apple, but the one thing you can say about Apple is they stick by the guns. And absolutely, yeah. You know, here's a product we genuinely believe, we, we genuinely believe this is the best smartphone or the best tablet or the best desktop computer or the best laptop on the market. Um, you know, we we put a lot of heart and soul into it. Um, if you agree, 
that's brilliant, buy it. If you don't agree, then don't buy it. Um, obviously, a lot of people are buying each and every one of those products. Some people buying them purely because it says Apple. Some people buying them because they, they, they too believe it is the best thing on the market. Um, personally, I, I am a big fan of Apple, but I, 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 I mentioned earlier, I've switched to Galaxy Note 2. Um, and I've had it nearly a year, got it just before Christmas last year. Um, and I, I have no doubts that this is the best phone I've ever, I've ever had. Um, it's yeah. brilliant. And it's, I, I actually went in, I went in to get a Galaxy Note 2. I knew I was going to get one. Um, and while I was waiting for someone to um, come and obviously sort the deal out, I was playing on an iPhone 5. Um, I'd, I'd already played on um, some before. And I had a moment where I thought, do I just get an iPhone 5? And I said, no, no, I don't want an iPhone 5. I, I want a Galaxy Note 2. And I, I walked out of Galaxy Note 2 and I'm having a look back. And then, obviously, very soon, there's going to be the new iPhone revealing, um, whether it's a 5S or whether it's a 6. And I honestly don't care. I will be getting a Galaxy Note 3. I'd yeah, no, I don't care. I and I, th- I'd, I think the Xbox One could have been that same product in the sense that, you know, it doesn't. I don't like the look of it, but looks aren't everything. I'm not buying it for what it looks like. I'm buying it for what it does. And some of the things the Xbox yeah. One will be able to do are going to be mighty impressive, but they haven't marketed it in, in that such a way. Um, they've literally tried to shovel down your throat what they want you to, what they want you to hear even if it's not what you want to hear, and basically expel it out as this is the best thing ever when PS4 does basically everything exactly the same, but they've said this is a games console. Oh, yeah, it does, it, it does, it does stream stuff as well, so you can watch your Netflix and stuff, um, but, you know, it's a game console, and, oh, it's, it's like £100 cheaper as well. Yay! <laughs> and they've literally... Yeah. They, don't get me wrong, it's obviously a very sneaky tactic what Sony have done in the sense of they've picked out all the bits that Microsoft have done wrong and they've blown them off and said, you know, you can't buy games and trade them and sell them and do whatever you want with them. It's your game, you've bought it, do what you want. Um, and obviously now you can do exactly the same on Xbox One, but some people, like myself included, feel it's too too little too late. And as I keep saying, it doesn't spell out that they believe in, in the Xbox One as much as they should. Um, they've literally caved into... They said it was down to consumers complaining, saying, we want this, we want that. That's not what it was at all. They did it because of how well a reaction Sony got. And no matter how much they say otherwise, that's exactly what it was. Because if it was a case of, we want this and we want that, oh, all right, then we'll do that. They'd have done it long before they did. Instead of saying, no, we're not going to change our mind, you'll see that we're right. When in fact, they did. Yeah. they said that, and then like a week later, they said, actually, we believe this is what you want. And in a, in a way, it's kind of sad, because that could have been basically, from the gist that I got from what they were saying was, this could be like a console version of Steam, the way it would work. Because all, all the things, you can't trade, you, you know... Uh, stuff in second-hand sales and stuff, that's that's Steam. You can't trade a Steam game, but it doesn't matter because every now and then you can get a game for like 20p, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah. 
Steam sale madness. It's but just genuine madness. They could do exactly the same for the Xbox One, but instead they chose to say all the bad things and none of the good things, and um, and then obviously ultimately decide to scrap it all together. And the Xbox One could have been something, an actual step in innovation, where at some point down the line everything's going to go digital only. It's happened with music. It's happened with films, and. It's going to happen with games at some point, but it doesn't have to be now. But they could, if they'd have showed a demonstration of it working and working really well, then I think it could have been a totally different scenario altogether. Because Steam's brilliant, but in order to have a Steam console, it's going to be like eight hundred pound, <laughs> where yeah. I, I won't pay that for a console. And the, the Xbox One could have been the closest thing we've got to Steam. In a console, and obviously for like four hundred fifty quid or whatever, it could have been bang on. But they chose to do it completely wrong, and fuck it up, stick by the guns, and then change the mind. And it's it's kind of like they just went into the whole thing, not knowing anything about the console itself, and it crashed on the E three show. <laughs> yeah, the Battlefield Four one. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously a lot of the. Um, the booths afterwards, they, a lot of them were running on um, computer rigs, not Xbox Ones, and um, I think one of the chips, I think it uses, I could, I could be wrong here, I think it uses like an AMD chip or something, and the actual PCs that they were running on were running on like uh, NVIDIA chips, to <laughs> same chip anyway. and it crashed a Windows 7 desktop when the Xbox One will use Windows 8. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's just reminded me of something else actually. Because I remember when they were doing the keynotes thing, and they were just like making these announcements, and then it was just like they'd pause for applause, which would eventually come. But then they said, like, you know, the Xbox One's going to be out at like I don't know when was it next year, early next year, was it? Um, I think it's actually out this. When they said they said early next year, but it's actually apparently it's going to be this November. Right. Okay. So end of the year. And then they announced that they were launching a new 360 that looked like the Xbox One that you yeah. could get for about 200 quid or like 180 quid or something. So, and then to, to, to sort of say, to tide you over up until Xbox One comes out, here's this new 360, which is exactly the same as your other 360, except it'll be slightly more updated and it'll look shit like the new one will. Yeah. Um, and then they said, we'll give you two free game downloads a month, or a free game download a month, whatever it was. And I was just like, well, that's not, you know, that's fairly generous. And then the first two they announced was Halo 3 and Assassin's Creed 2. So it's like, sorry, so you're sort of like deal sweetener, the one that's going to make everyone go, wow, you've absolutely sold me now, is Halo 3 that was released in like 2008 or 2007. And then Assassin's Creed 2, of which there's been like five um, sort of like... Um, uh, sequential games afterwards yeah. and it's just like if you're even remotely into Assassin's Creed like up to the black flag where we are now you've already bought and played Assassin's Creed 2 so you're basically just saying what's what's at the bottom of the barrel what have we got that we don't really mind losing money on and that's it Halo 3 Assassin's Creed 2 if it had been Assassin's Creed 3 and Halo 4 then I'd be like fuck right that's not a bad deal that like they're literally saying we want to keep our people so you know, stick with us, we're going to give you some free, some good free stuff. 
and then you know you've got this Xbox 360 just in case you've got an arcade or whatever, and you can you know get it for 150 quid, um, just so it looks it'll be slightly better than your old one, it'll have a little bit more memory, it'll be a new design so you can get used to it, and then there's this sort of like this cool free stuff that will give you as well, then you'd have more of a sale. But the fact that they've just said there's, new, there's a new 360, which looks pretty similar to, to the new one, uh, it's going to be about 200 quid for this thing that will last you five months until Xbox One comes out. And then we're going to give you a couple of shit downloads a month for you to sort of pass the time on for games that you've probably already bought ages ago. And it's just like, what are you doing? Genuinely, what are you doing? Totally agree in the sense that Obviously, people who are going to want to play them games have already played them. No interest whatsoever. And that basically sums up what we actually feel about the Xbox One, really. Um, yeah, pretty much. doesn't really offer anything tremendously new up to yet. Obviously, there are going to be moments that it will excel, but at the moment, me personally, PS4, Dan... Yeah, I think I'm pretty much on the same page, to be honest. Um, I don't really want to sort of move away from Microsoft, but it is it is literally like they just kick me in the balls until I've just decided that I'm not going to buy it anymore. And maybe in a year or so, when there's an offer on and there's a few exclusives out that I can't get for the PS4, and I just think, oh, it might actually be worth getting it just for that. And it won't be, it won't be Halo, it won't be Dead Rising, it won't be Forza, it won't be anything they've already announced. It would have to be something pretty good yeah. for me to, to sort of go, well, it's definitely worth now spending 300 quid to go and buy it with another stupid Kinect. Um, and up until now, I've, I've got no reason to. I mean, um, a couple of mates uh, of mine have both pre-ordered Xbox One. And then when they watched the E3, one of them cancelled the pre-order straight away and pre-ordered the PS4. And that's literally just off how they presented themselves at that. And then... The other one, I think, is still got it, but I think he's also pre-ordered the PS4 as well. Yeah. And he's more excited for that. But he's saying, like, a lot of sort of Xbox One pre-orders, uh, I'd assume, are for are people just saying, I've got an Xbox, I like an Xbox, I'll get a new Xbox because I don't want a PS3. Or, you know, uh, a PlayStation, sorry. And I can see where they're coming from because I was very sort of... Yeah, it was like, fuck my PS3. Until I got something like Uncharted 3 or Last of Us. Like, anything that was exclusive for it, I would definitely go out and buy it. Yeah. But it was just for exclusives. I didn't buy anything just like Tomb Raider. Would probably have looked better on that. But I still wanted it for the Xbox because it just, I liked playing that. I liked the controller better. But I like, I look, I like the look of the, um, the new PS4 controller actually. It looks like a little bit more robust rather than just the same sort of console, uh, sorry, the controller shape that they've had since the PlayStation original. Yeah. Um, they've actually sort of like gone, right, we'll have a little touchpad here and, you know, it'll all be sort of um, motion controlled and stuff as well. And, yeah, it looks really cool. And the Xbox One controller looks like the original Xbox controller in the fact that it's huge. Yeah, they've literally just changed it ergonomically and like, kind of like stretched a little bit. Um, it has got specific... Um Rumble feedback in the actual triggers and stuff, which could be interesting, but up to now, yeah, solid PS4. But, yeah, no, I agree. Um, it would have to take a really, just something incredible. Like if GTA just went, yeah, we're not releasing it on uh, 
PS4, it's only going to be on Xbox One. Yeah, something like that. that that's the sort of thing where I think, shit, now I've really got to give it some thought. But, as of this moment, no, they've completely lost me. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be chucking... It's the bad planning, the bad station, the, the whole sort of combined shit package. It's a shit sandwich, that's what they are at the moment. Sandwich. And they're trying to force it into our face. That you, you, a shit sandwich that you don't want to pay for. And, speaking yeah. of paying for, um, this week... Dan was given £7 to go and buy a game. <laughs> and what game did you come back with, Daniel? Um, I came back with a game that initially I was going to buy because I'm a massive fan. <laughs> no, 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 this is all true, this is all true. <laughs> but I left it because, you know, it wasn't very well received. But when I was on the, uh, the hunt for uh, our new feature which is going to be called 777, which is £7, 7 days, 7 minutes. So we've got a £7 budget, go out and find either a good game that's kind of been forgotten or just a really shit game and just see if there's any redeeming features to it. got 7 days to complete it, and then we're going to have a lovely 7 minutes to review it as best as possible. This week... The Boy of Seven Legends... Step. Quite a big James, yeah, quite a big James Bond fan myself. I don't know about you. I don't know if you uh, I, I, like Mr. Bond. I'm a very big uh, James Bond fan, um, which is why I hate 007 Legends. <laughs> but <laughs> well, now that I've bought this, I now own every uh, James Bond game that I think has actually come out since the, uh, the PlayStation One. Even 007 Racing. Yep, I had 007 Racing. Oh, my... It was shit, but I had it. But... And that's including GoldenEye uh, Reloaded as well, which will also be covered in this, unfortunately. And GoldenEye Rogue Agent. Oh, God, yeah, with the eyeball that was yeah. just... Although it was dual-wielding, that was quite cool. You can't even do that in GoldenEye Reloaded, which is a bit weird, but fair enough. If, no, don't spoil things yet. Right, because that's well. where we started. <laughs> <laughs> um... Thanks to the beautiful music that you will hear in a moment, um, that will be the start of Dan's seven minutes. Seven minutes to review a seven-pound game that he has played and completed in seven days. So, are you sat comfortable? Dan? Oh, yeah, very comfortable. <laughs> um, yes, your seven minutes starts now. Right, 007 Legends. Not the best of games, quite admittedly, which is why, after a year, it's down to about £7 in pretty much any entertainment exchange or central game exchange or game station or wherever it is you're actually buying your games from. Um, I want to go over a few positive points before I get onto the utter shitty mess that the rest of it is, but it is very heavily taken from the sort of golden eye reloaded mechanic. Um, now, that the game is called 007 Legends. However, it's not all the different 007s. It, the Legends refers to the bad guys that you're actually fighting. Um, so, obviously, Daniel Craig, who is now Bond, um, it's not replaced with Roger Moore or George Lazenby or Sean Connery, as and when the film dictates. It is all Daniel Craig, which kind of makes sense, but it's also kind of a bummer, because when you want 007 Legends, you want the actual guys from the actual films. There are a few films that are covered in the actual game. Uh, there's Dying of the Day, Living Daylights, Skyfall, which is uh, a downloadable... Uh, well, it's a free DLC, actually, that you got when you bought the game. 
another one of those stupid things where it's just like, well, if you're going to make it free when you buy the game, why not just build it in there, for God's sake? So obviously they needed more development time for that. Uh, Moonraker and uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Um, the, the actual legends that they have in the game are the villains. Um, so you've got Oddjob, you've got Jaws, you've got um, Drax, you've got Blofeld, uh, Goldfinger, Sigalaw's in it as well, although she's not really a bad guy. Um, Zhao from uh, Dine of the Day and uh, Gustav Graves. Um, now, there's uh, quite a few elements of it which are actually fairly decent. Um, the character models, the voice acting um, is excellent. Um, Halle Berry obviously played Jinx in uh, uh, Dine of the Day. She wasn't casting this though, which is a little bit weird. So they had the character in, but it wasn't her from the film, whereas every other character is the exact character from the film. Doesn't really make much sense, but I suppose it's just a bit too expensive to get Halle Berry's face. Um, the levels themselves, um, they can take about an hour or so. Um, it's a little bit inconsistent in, in the fact that um, one mission can take an hour and 20 minutes, and then another mission can take about three minutes. So it's a little bit strange. Um, it does sort of kill the immersion a little bit as well. Um, you can uh, play it stealthy if you want to. You can be a proper Bond. You can um, perform silent takedowns. You've got your gadgets. Um, or you can go through full combat. Um, one of the best missions I think that's on there is um, when you're assaulting Fort Knox with kind of the CIA and the uh, US Army to take out Goldfinger. Um, and it's this full sort of like charge up to uh, the, the front doors. However, it's very, very Call of Duty driven. Um, there's just there's certain people you've got to shoot that have got rocket launchers and there's a big laser gun and it, it, it feels very Call of Duty. It doesn't feel Bond, you know, so... It, because Bond is sort of, the way I see him, is sort of like this one-man mission of an army. And this was very much of, you know, protect your team, blah, blah, blah. And it, it didn't really... Uh, it was exciting, but it wasn't as a Bond game should be, in my eyes. Um, stealth is fine. I mean, there's some critical stealth missions where you have to be stealthy, and if you get spotted, they'll set the alarms off and the mission's over, which is a bit of a pisser, because sometimes you just do want to charge through and just blow everyone away. Um... The weapons that you, you have access to are fairly fairly robust, fairly decent, and there's a lot of customization options um, where you can sort of spec XP on new scopes, thermal scopes, laser sight, that, that kind of thing. Um, and the customization you can do are fine, however, you can only do it when you find one of these MI6 crates within a mission. So, And then if you lose that weapon, you lose all the attachments that are on it. So the, it's a give or take kind of thing, but there's, there's also um, kind of an RPG level of your, you know, your health and that sort of stuff. Um, the Skyfall DLC I did download after I played the uh, the full mission. Um, probably the worst of the lot, to be perfectly honest. Um, there's you can do the the kind of um, bike scene uh, across the the rooftops, which is fairly decent. Um, however, it does end with the uh, the guy that Bond actually throws out of a window at the end. It, well, drops him out of a window, should I say. Um, you end up putting about 150 rounds into this guy before you actually manage to kill him, which is ridiculous. Um, so that was a real pisser for this guy. I mean, that's where just laziness comes in. Um, there's a couple of car missions. Um, no flying, unfortunately. Um, and with a Bond game, you'd expect an equal amount of sort of driving stealth kind of spy uh, with action. Um, you get to drive in some random jeep um, in the Living Daylights mission where you're chasing after the, uh, the, the oil tanker. 
Um, you clearly get to play um, in the Aston Martin, the DB9, um, in the Die Another Day car mission where you'll find Zhao in his jack. Um, the car controls are terrible. Um, they, they just literally feel god awful. I mean, they did it in Reloaded and it was better in that, and they were terrible, so that's saying something. Um, the only mission that I really actually enjoyed as a Bond mission was the Moonraker missions, uh, where you're yeah, anti gravity sort of floating around and you've got Moonraker lasers and the lasers are really cool it does bring that back that sort of golden eye uh, laser and then there's a Mark II laser which is like a machine gun laser which is really really cool um, but the, the, the sort of the downfall however um, is pretty much everything else um, the, the graphics the textures the sounds the lighting the music the music to an extent is fine because they have got the Goldfinger music and but they, they sort of implement that soundtrack throughout the entire game um, but the, the the weapons don't really sound powerful you only get your three gadgets you get uh, your watch you get a tranquilizer pen or that switches between shock distraction and tranquilizer darts and you get your smartphone now the smartphone is a very similar concept to the smartphone that was used in uh, GoldenEye Reloaded and the fact that you can use it to sort of scan kind of like a detective mode that you had in um, Batman uh, Arkham City and Asylum um, but rubbish, to be honest. Um, you could really only sort of use it in a detective kind of sense when you're within a certain area. Um, and then there's these kind of mini games that you do with like hacking and rewiring fuse boxes and stuff. You can sort of use it to um, and distract enemies. Remaining. Oh Christ! Uh, it's still shit. Certainly not worth it. The only real uh, kind of Sorry. savior is. Um, in the fact that it's kind of a radar, so when you look at it, it sort of displays your enemies. Definitely worth getting it just for that. Not. Um, all in all, definitely not worth a buy. Um, if you like Bond, worth a rent, possibly. Other than that, it really falls down in every element, even the multiplayer. Well, as the first feature of Dan 777, in which he has seven minutes to review a game, he went over by 35 seconds. <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard to review bullshit when, and sort of keep it concise, to be honest, because you do just want to talk about how terrible the AI is. The fact that you've got a watch that's got a laser on it, but you can't shoot people with it. It's it's really, really not thought through at all. And the boss fights, my God, it's this terrible like melee punch. Like, left up is like punching in the left-hand side of the face whilst ducking, and it's just so repetitive and so boring. There's no excitement, there's no kind of Bond moments. I mean, for me, the, the best Bond game, apart from Goldeneye, obviously, is Everything or Nothing. That was just a really, really good Bond game. It sort of, like, just had big explosions and craziness, and this just had none of that. It's, it's just a terrible sort of sequel, if you want, to Goldeneye Reloaded. Um, if you manage to get it for seven quid, you're lucky. And, it, yeah, I mean, if, if you've got a mate who's got it, Borrow it for a once-through if you're a Bond fan, which I am. Um, but it really doesn't sell itself to the franchise at all. Terrible, terrible game. So there you go. If you like poor games, but you like James Bond, <laughs> then 007 Legends is the game for you. However, yeah, I personally would not be purchasing said game. What we do have, though, for if you like to spend money on a budget, are some a handful of apps cunningly good a handful of apps <laughs> um, <laughs> basically while Stan was off shopping with his grand budget of £7 
I had no such budget. I instead chose to just be cheap and um, download some apps. And I picked three, um, one of which actually I only got today, even though it has been out for a good while. And I shall start with that one. And it's Disney's Where's My Water. Um, I believe it's available on everything. Um, I got it for Android for the grand price of free. Um, there is a paid version, but <laughs> with the free version you get 15 levels. And in all fairness, it's a pretty it's a pretty fun game. Um, essentially, you've got a crocodile in a bathtub, and you have to get the water to him in the bathtub by breaking soil and allow the pipes to release the water into his bathtub. Sounds quite easy, but the levels... Especially for a child's game, as the levels do progress, they do get a little harder. I managed to finish it in literally about an hour. Um, but it was quite enjoyable, and the last two levels in particular were quite big thinkers. Um, and in all fairness, for a free game. Fantastic. Uh, the other uh, app I downloaded, uh, I downloaded about, say, a week ago. Um, that's called Muffin Night, and it's 65p. <laughs> And it is by far one of the best mobile games I've ever I've ever purchased. Um, essentially, you play um, as a young boy, and he's trying to return a, a magical fairy her magical muffins. Um, but unfortunately mm. for him, he he has a curse put on him, and so with each muffin he touches, he turns into a, a different creature. Um, the fairy does promise to turn him back into a young boy when he gets all the muffins back to her. And <laughs> it's exactly as it sounds. Um, it's 2.5D uh, graphics, so it's kind of like 3D, 2D type graphics. A little bit like Little Big Planet. Um, and you get you start off in a stage, and a muffin will appear, so you'll platform your way to it. Um, and as soon as you touch the muffin, you'll turn into something else, whether it's a, a little dragon that can breathe fire or a bear that can swipe the enemies away with his paws. Or one of my favourites is a unicorn that poos rainbow. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. Literally rainbow turds that blow up when an enemy touches. <laughs> um, there's loads of literally fantastic little creatures you can turn into um, and basically you, you just keep collecting the muffins for as long as you can before you die um, collect enough you'll unlock a new creature to turn into um, collect 15 muffins in a row and you'll unlock the next stage repeat the same process but the the, the levels do vary but they are essentially the same type of thing um, but it really is it's really fun and addictive game it's dead colourful it's dead bright looks very childlike but it, it's, it is a very hard game um, and I would say out of the three apps um, that I've been playing that is easily the best um, and not just because the other two were utter shit, it, it's genuinely a really really good game, and 65p you know, it's, it's, you know, it's less than a pound so it's cheap as fuck um, the last app um, I'm going to talk to you about isn't a case of saving the best or last, it's actually the opposite um, and it's called Extreme Forklifting. It's a free, Please. which you know is you know is about right. Um, I'll actually go through some of the notes I made from the uh, description. Um, and this is word for word the actual description of the game. 
probably the best forklift game ever made. Experience the thrill and excitement of driving a forklift. Move pallets and collect points in this physics-driven 3D forklift game. Do it quickly and without damaging the pallet to get bonus points. As you gain experience, more difficult pallets and locations unlock. There's literally nothing good about this game. Um, <laughs> the, there's actually a picture in one of the descriptions um, that says unlock um, exotic, uh, unlock exciting destinations, sorry. And the destination that it shows is the man in a forklift driving up a ramp in some kind of nice. yard. Um, in all fairness, it controls really well. You've got a steering wheel to obviously turn, um, and then you've got two clutch levers, one for your forks, one for drive, up, uh, forward or reverse. Um, and it controls in much the same way I imagine um, an imaginary forklift can. Uh, but there's literally nothing to do. You'll see a pallet that's glowing. You'll drive into it, attempt to move your forks to lift it up and down, and then you'll then be told to follow an arrow to a glowing area to drop a pallet, only for another pallet to appear somewhere else. And that's literally all you do. Um, the exciting destinations that it promises you is literally just another area of a docking yard. Um, and I'll be honest, I spent far too much time, more time than I should have done playing this game because it's really 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 not very good I honestly can't think of a reason to recommend this game um, there is actually a review for it that says it's the closest thing to driving a forklift and I'm pretty sure yeah if you can drive forklifts with your mobile they, they, a lot of people would be out of work if this was the case um, <laughs> so all in all I'd, I would say my recommendation for the week isn't even a new game um, this came out the 21st of June Muffin Night um, but it's it's 65p it's a, it genuinely is a really really fun game it's pretty as well so where's my water I'd say a fun game um, not overly complex not, not in the same vein as Angry Birds Star Wars or Cut the Rope but it's it's good for kids um, extreme forklifting is good for nobody um, no, nobody I, c I can't think of anyone to recommend extreme forklifting to uh, but Muffin Knight, excellent, excellent game which I will actually continue playing for um, a good few months I think and that basically ends a handful of apps Ray. Yay! I might have to look into uh, Muffin Knight sounds, uh, well sounds quite nice yeah, um, muffins don't look as tasty as I thought they would, but I can let that <laughs> I can let it go. <laughs> the fact that I can use a unicorn to poo on enemies is you know. Yeah, I like the idea of like a rainbow poo proximity mine. It's fantastic. I like, yeah. It really is fantastic. Uh, sixty five P. Um Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, that basically pretty much covers this week's episode. Um we've had our views and opinions on PS4, Xbox One, uh, even to a degree, the Wii U. And what games are coming out, what games we're looking forward to. Um, we're, we're both really kind of on the same level that PS4 does seem to be the more enticing of the of the two. Um, yeah, which is uh, certainly a first. Yes, but for the entire 7th gen, it was me, PS3, Dan, Xbox 360. 
Um, and then we seem to have both united in a ridiculously manly geek love bond over yeah. the PS4. And in all honesty, uh, as you heard, there's no real particular reason. They just Sony seem to have pushed the market into a uh, friendlier gaming uh, approach than as that of what uh, Microsoft did. Um, but um, I'm still open-minded. Um, I hope there is something that makes me want an Xbox One, but we will see. Um, and obviously yeah. we've had Dan777, where he had £7 to buy a game, seven days to play and finish, and seven minutes to review it. This week was 007 Legends. Um, we'll have another one for the next episode. And yes, indeed. There shall be more, which we've just decided um, mentally that handful of apps will now be called Get Your Apps Out because it sounds nice. much, much funnier. Um, yeah, <laughs> it sounds like BAPS. It does, it sounds like BAPS, and everybody loves BAPS, whether bred or well. female genitalia. <laughs> Not genitalia. <laughs> That's. Um, I think you're. Yeah, you're getting a little bit confused there. They were upside down when I was looking at them. So <laughs> their head was where the feet were. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I do have a girlfriend. <laughs> Although you are on the market for another one, obviously. <laughs> Has her head has been replaced by feet? Um, well, no. So yeah. that basically wraps up this week's episode. Um, I hope you. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we pretended to enjoy it. Pretended to. <laughs> <laughs> we just dragged out our lives for the last three hours. Um, but now, as always, um, have a good week. Do what you do, and hopefully, yeah. next episode we'll have a much better catchphrase. Um, as it's kind of losing its jingle at the moment. <laughs> I don't know. I heard uh, Jeremy Paxman say it the other day, so it must be catching on. Hey. If Jeremy Faxon say, I know Jeremy Faxon's a big, big fan of our podcast. Um, oh, yeah. He tweeted me the other day saying, you know, you guys... He's the only person there. who funds us. <laughs> um, so, if Jeremy Faxon's listening, thanks for being all the 20 people that have downloaded our podcast. <laughs> and, um, Countless more who have obviously streamed it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we look forward to having you on the show. So, <laughs> until next week, take care of yourselves, and may peace prosper throughout your body. <laughs> yeah, not your lives, <laughs> just your body. I think we should just go before people tune out. Yeah, What's which that? is definitely not what's happened like ten minutes ago. It's like I think Dan already has, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I said, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> right, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>